Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the Uticast, episode 164. And this week, we are happy to have Mike and Tom from Breaking Bread with Mike and Tom. It's a crossover episode, a proper crossover episode as we talk all about podcasting. And uh, I try not to talk too much about me since I'll be on their show maybe next week or the week after. So a lot of fun there. Uh, also this week, uh, look, presidents in Utica, got to talk about it. Got to have a discussion about it. We'll get into that. We'll also talk about Space Force. Uh, we'll talk about uh, a lot of the internet and a lot of media dumping Alex Jones. We'll have some turn of history lessons, uh, Great Barrier Reef, Pearl Jam, French garbage picking crows, and the new Oscar categories, all this and so much more on the Uticast episode 164. We're here. And we're happy to go here too. Sam Pamelaro, joined as always <laughs> by the lovely, charming, wonderful mother of one, uh, <laughs> wife of one, well, so. wife of one, mother of one, Heather Waz. What's up, Heather? Hi. And of course, the man, the local legend. Ooh, mm. yeah. Yeah, the local legend, Kevin. So, well, listen, I went out mm. to a, I went out to an event with you this weekend. You're quite the local legend. People no. like to stop and talk to you. You're very popular on the streets. People do enjoy a stop and chat. You were a pretty good sport out there because I saw a lot of people. But to be fair, it was my first time returning to my former place of employment as a free man, enjoying the scenery yeah. and the show. That's true. So, yeah, there were definitely a lot of people that I hadn't seen. But it was nice to see everybody. It's always nice mm. when people want to mm. stop and chat, even if you know you think you don't want people to stop and chat. It's nice. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't mean to alarm you. I think there's something floating in your coffee. Don't say that. Where? Oh, it's a hair, probably. Right it looks there. like a hair. I have cat hair in my from my. Too, it is right? cat hair and beard hair all over the place. Adds a little uh, touch to our coffee. It's your little flavor. Little flavor. Yeah, I'm drinking yeah. seltzer out of a can. <laughs> so, uh, so Kev, since we already since we already <laughs> discussed it, uh, we went to see a concert this weekend. We went to see Get the Let Out. We did. Uh, did you enjoy? Get the let out? I enjoyed Get the Let Out, but and I've had this conversation with a lot of people since then who all seem to be agreeing. And I know you and me had spoken about it. I feel like it was a I'll just say a weird set list. Yes. There were like a lot of Led Zeppelin songs that I wanted to hear that I've heard them play before that you would think would be no-brainers that I just didn't that they didn't play. I was talking to a friend of mine after this, uh, after the show about it, who was also there, and I was saying, like, Led Zeppelin actually is one of those bands where I don't always know the name of the song, but I know the song. That's right? Like, like when they start playing it, I'm like, I know this one, but I have no idea which yep. one is this one. Is this No Quarter? Is this, like, House? Could be I, anything. I, it could be anything, right? Yeah, They're yeah. all... So they didn't play Stairway. Now, we left kind of before the... Yeah, they probably came back on and did it for the encore. We left before the encore. The call of Taco Bell is very strong. It we, was strong. We discussed Taco Bell earlier, then it really just sat in my it head. It was strong. Yeah, I was just sort of hungry, and I had some beers, and I was kind of past it. You know what I mean? We were just kind of <laughs> out there. I was like, yeah, hey, we can... Anytime this time. <laughs> um, I have to say, I I thought the show was fine. I more enjoyed just being out in public. I don't know if I discussed this with you. You stay guys. away from public. I know. Well, I've been trying to. I've been trying to get a little bit more back out. Get back in out public there. there. Yeah, I restarted my Tinder. 
So, ah. which is something that I, this is something that people who are on Tinder do, which is you delete your account and then restart your account so you can refresh your matches if you've already gone through everybody, right? Oh, okay. Because you only see the you only see people once, right? So maybe there's new people on there. Maybe you change your mind. Maybe about you want to take a second look. Take a second look. Maybe the, maybe the standards yeah. bar has changed since last time hey, you listen, went through the rotation. Listen. Well, can like, I, well, I'll tell you my. Uh, my I'll tell you my biggest frustration. I with, have a beard too. What can I, I really say? <laughs> I've, I've, my biggest frustration with the Tinder thing was simply that I did match with somebody on there and I had a nice conversation with them. But when I matched with them, they were either somewhere that was closer to me, like they're they're miles. From like Utica change. Like when I first matched, it was like 13, and now it's like 87 because she was only here for like a minute. She doesn't live here. So, like, the matching system is kind of bullshit. It's like, well, I'm not driving a Rochester. I'm driving 90 <laughs> miles for yeah. a first date. Yeah, like, I don't know about that. It seems like a lot. It is a lot. Um, That's why you gotta just get back out there to the places and talk to the people. It's true, out there talking to people. I was at a wedding also this weekend. I worked a wedding for our friend uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, so, bad props, the photo booth company. Yes, yes. So shout out to Max and Jessica Mazeltov. They're not Jewish. I don't know why I said Mazeltov. <laughs> you know who was at the wedding though, working the wedding with me, which is a weird thing I never thought would happen. Local GFOP Thomas D was the DJ. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's a nice little come up. So if you saw me on Twitter, like taking photos of him I from did. distant portions of the room while he played Steely Dan, it was because I really appreciated him. Uh, so Heather, I saved this one for you. Oh, God. Well, look, we're so nervous about. I well, know, no. I say things on social media. Well, I was going like, to talk. <laughs> I was going to talk about um, the sunflowers complaint oh, you had. Is that like a thing? I don't know if that's a I thing. Didn't know yet. Yeah, was your problem? About I have a problem every week. <laughs> was it no, there are po- people in this. I I got out of the woods. I was hiking on Saturday. Okay. And shocking. I know, right? It's a great hike. I turn on my phone. I go on Facebook, and there's like 17 pictures of people posing in a sunflower field. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this a thing? So the next day I get on, there's more people posing in the sunflower field. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if I missed out on some trend in like the 14 hours I was out of society. Mm. So apparently it is. Apparently people are going to the sunflower field and taking photos and selfies of themselves. Sunflowers are very, uh, no. they're very striking when you see they them are. in real life. Sunflowers are great. They're yeah, six yeah. feet tall. Yeah, they pretty are dope. Great, Amazing flower. It's a beautiful flower. So what's the matter? It's just obnoxious. <laughs> they're all in the same spot and they're all posing. I just don't get it. I don't. If someone could explain it to me, and help me get it. Well, they do it with everything. Like everybody it's, poses in all the same spots. The I, sunflower field is no different than the bathroom at Ocean Blue. You guys aren't. Everybody's like, posing. You guys aren't women, so I follow Colin Wolf. I don't know. It's true. My sorry, uh, it's my I rant am, this week, and I had people agree I got with some me. News here about guys in the internet, but we're not all just like following <laughs> other guys. <laughs> Definitely follow a couple women here and there on the internet. Uh, so speaking of speaking of this, just to come back to the Tinder thing for a second, I read a good article about. This this week. Uh, No, internet daters tend to go after users who are on average quote twenty five percent more desirable than they are. A new study shows basically people only swipe right on people who are out of their league is the Mm -hmm. issue with Tinder. And then the question is, what is out of your league? What does that even mean? How do they determine that? I think the idea that because you're anonymously choosing people, it gives you the confidence to, like, strive for that, uh, well, I'm going to go for someone who's way outclassed. I see that mm-hmm. a lot on Tinder. I swipe left on people who are, like, like obviously, like, doctors and own boats. And I'm like, nah, I don't I can't. They what? They're not looking. Nah, nah. If I see, there's some things you I gotta see. You got to stop selling yourself short. If, you, if, there's some, you, yeah. if there's some doctor lady who has a boat, who are you to tell her that she can't enjoy your company? Yeah, and your friends would love to come hang out with you. For you want to come sure. Doctor yeah. ladies you, on boats. If you met a girl with a boat, boats. we would um, all come. What about a what about a girl posing in a yoga pose? You like that one? You swipe right on that. I mean, 
some sort of yoga pose showing off they do yoga is that an instant swipe right or swipe left for any reason I, I couldn't say I don't know okay what about like uh, posing with an animal of some sort like a giraffe or like a cow I see a lot I just see a lot of the same no because it still comes because it's still the person it doesn't yeah. matter what they're doing or yeah. what they're, I don't know. Like, I, I gotta see what the person looks like what about like. a skydiving photo I, there's no there's no instant I don't know, there's a couple no, things. Right, well. No, yeah, no skydiving photo, but what if like... I'll be sitting with you when you're, when you're swiping. Yeah, there you go. You're going to have a swipe for you. Uh, <laughs> no, no, she likes sunflowers. We're done. No. All right, so uh, this week's interview, we have... I guess this is a crossover episode with another podcast. Uh, that's Ooh. right. This week's episode, we're joined by Mike Burke and Tom Malone of the Breaking Bread with Mike and Tom podcast. They are on their 11th episode. Congratulations. Good guys. for them. They're still excited about, like, they, I listened to their episode today. It was pretty good, their most recent episode. And they were like, yeah, we made it past 10. I was like, I remember when I made it past 10, and I was so <laughs> excited. I was like, oh, I didn't know if I'd make it to 10. But we had a great conversation with them. I'm going to go meet with them next Wednesday, so I'm going to be a guest on their show. Mm. I didn't tell them you guys uh, were coming. You guys want to come? You want to, like, uh, ambush them on the show? What are they doing? What kind of show yeah, is that? Kind of, yeah, what are we going to be talking about? Well, I, I told them that it's up to them what they want to talk about with me. I, I tried to stay away during this interview from talking too much about this podcast because I'm sure they're going to, like, that next week's thing is going to be about, like, how I got into it. So I tried to stay away from talking about this show as much as possible, mm-hmm. which is very rare. Well, you can, we'll let you go. Nice. You can go. <laughs> no, it was very nice, guys. We had a good conversation, so they'll be joining us later on. I'm really just trying to kill time because I know we have to talk about the fact that the president uh, is in Utica as we speak. Well, I guess not as we speak, like in a couple hours. He's in be, Rome right now. He's in he? Rome. Uh, and for anyone, all right, I just got to say this. I know that y'all are a bunch of tricksters and jokesters out here on Twitter, and you got jokes and laughs. But for anyone who sent me a message who was like, oh, is Trump going to be on your show? No, he's probably not coming. I was he's, one of those people. He's probably not coming to do this. <laughs> I know you are. Overworked Twitter joke of the week was, oh, is Trump going to do the UV gas? No. no. Uh, although I have the question, like, in a theoretical nightmare, right, where he calls me, he's like, listen, I want to come do your show. We let him do it? Yeah. Yeah, of course, you let him do it, percent. right? What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. I feel like he, I just feel There's like he would never. not a simple question about that. Tell him you'll have McDonald's here. You know what? I could appeal to his animal instincts. I'll just put on, like, uh, an action movie, and I'll get McDonald's. Shark mm-hmm. movies. Or a movie about gorillas, the Gorilla Channel. I'll yeah. put on the Gorilla Channel. See? Um, yeah, no, so he's in town. Uh, I thought that. Uh, and I, I put him over all the time. I thought Greg Mason had a really nice um, like opinion piece about this in the paper on the 12th. So if you want a, a pretty good read about just like presidential history in Utica and oh, like, yeah. yeah. And he makes a good point. Like I thought his, I'm gonna, I'll actually, I'll cop Greg Mason's first thing to this. I thought it was interesting. When it was announced, President Donald J. Trump planned to appear in Utica to campaign for Claudia Tinney. You could almost hear the chorus of groans rising in unison from the region's Democratic camp and other Trump opponents. Uh, every bit as vocal cheers from the nearly 50,000 United Counties uh, vo- uh, voters who supported Trump for president in 2016. I think it's, you know, I think, again, it's easy to get caught up in the, the echo chamber of the stuff you listen to and talk about. But you forget that there's a big contingent of, like, pro-Trump people here in Utica who are probably very excited that the president is coming to Utica. No, they are. It's I don't know how you forget. I feel like they're everywhere. I, felt, I thought I would see more people against it than I did for it today. Um, there are so many people for it, and they're excited about it today. Well, again, again, it's hard. You have to say it is a fact. Uh, you know, he's the first sitting president since uh, Harry Truman in 1948 to come to Utica. So it is not. It is rare, whether you like the president or not, for the president sitting president to come to Utica for any reason. So I guess that's historic. Of course it is. Yeah. Just stinks that it has to be historic with him. His name. <laughs> uh, 
Heather, do you plan on going down to the... I am. You're going to go down? I'm taking my son. You're going to go down? To the, I like it. I like it. We're going down again. Are you going to make a sign? Uh, No. I don't want to draw too much attention to my two-year-old. <laughs> send me some pictures, though, so I can... I'll post, if you send me a picture from the from the thing, I'll, 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 I'll post it. I'm intrigued we'll by it. We'll be there around five. Um, I have to go down to pick up the gear from oh, the wedding hi. I worked at around the same time, so I feel like I'm going to get pulled down toward that should. direction. Any, I don't... Mm, mm. I probably... I'd like to say... I'm very curious about it, certainly. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about... Uh, you know, him speaking for Claudia Tenney at her events and the price of the events. I know that's been a talking talking point. It's very yeah, expensive. Yeah, Claudia went nuts on Facebook last night fighting with some girl and then slid into her what? Facebook really? DMs. Yeah. Stop what, it. About the price of stuff? Yeah. No. What was her argument for it? I need to raise money. Everybody's outspending me to smear my name. They've spent more money against me than anybody in history because Anthony Merdizzi is corrupt and Nancy Pelosi is corrupt. <laughs> and a whole thing. Is and Donald she, Trump typing for her? And then she jumped into this girl's uh, DMs on Facebook. Yeah. She jumped did into her DMs. Did your girl post, she she post what she said? No, but I still have the screenshots. Mm. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, you know, look, whether, whether we like her or not, which we most certainly don't, this is probably going to be a very, very, very close race. It's going to be, like, very important. And I was really concerned initially. I was like, yo, it's a big pull for the president to come support somebody. Yeah. I was very concerned what RGFOP Anthony Brindisi was going to do to respond. I thought that, I actually thought that the way they took the invitations and did the whole cross-outs and changing the stuff was a really smart, uh, like, whoever thought of that, whether it was him or someone on his team, that was a great move. That was great. I thought it was excellent. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you turn like the president showing up to support your opponent into a win for yourself. You point out all the absurdities of it, yeah. right? That's the best you can do. Yeah, he did. I would not have expected mm. that. <laughs> He's going to do the competing event. It's going to be at the Chesterfields. The maximum price for a, a, a ticket there is one hundred and fifty dollars. Max price for Hotel Utica is fifteen thousand dollars. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really. I don't know if I want to get too much farther into it. Like, nothing's really... I haven't seen a lot of people. You saw the memes on Facebook you said were making you upset. Yeah. The one of... Oh, I felt like... I'm, I sound like I'm a grumpy person. <laughs> you showed me Monday's the memes. Mondays are the worst day of the week for me. <laughs> I'll give it all to you on Monday. <laughs> I have actually... I, I tried to stay off, like, social media and stuff. Uh, to, at least locally. But I don't I didn't... Like, I went on Facebook this morning and I actually didn't see a whole bunch of, like, super crazy stuff. I don't know if you guys did. I, I thought it was pretty quiet this morning. I think maybe it'll get louder as the day goes on, but yeah, I'm very curious about what's going to happen. So, all right, let's move on from that. I do have one more Trump thing that made me laugh. Did you read the thing about Trump eating the sensitive material? Like literally ate a piece of paper that was sensitive material from a Cohen meeting like in front of people. That didn't happen. (laughs) Where is that? that Omarosa thing? said it. Oh. oh. That Omarosa woman said it to sell her. Books. I don't even like seeing her that name would, in there. Yeah, it's not. Even if against Trump or not, I just. She's unreal. <laughs> Where's the thing? You can be against him now and like say what you want to say about him now, but like you knew what he was for a long time and you were in there just because you had a job and now you're just trying to sell your book. Like you're still a scumbag. Mm. Just because you're against this guy doesn't make you a good person. Something I think gets lost. I do want to. In certain scenarios, mm. today's day and age. Mm. Uh, all right, and then uh, there there was one more uh, government story I saw this week. It's a real thing. We've talked about Space Force a couple times. Oh, but it was announced. Mike Pence was out there talking about it. Twenty twenty, the I, sixth branch of the military. Sorry, it was funny. Someone posted on Twitter. They can they're going to do Space Force, but they can't clean Flint, Michigan's water. Oh yeah, I've seen <laughs> we the meme. We're going to build the Space yeah. Force, but we can't mm. give clean water to Flint, Michigan. Yeah, I've seen a lot of list ones. It's like education, nah. Climate change, nah. Healthcare, nah. Housing, nah. Clean water, nah. Space Force, yes, we have the money. We will find the time. It's unbelievable. 
Uh, did you see the quote from Pence? This was the quote, uh, we must have American dominance in space, and so we will. Space is becoming a contested war-fighting domain. That was from Jim Mattis. We have to adapt to that reality. Mm-hmm. Oh, golly. So, have you seen any of this space war fighting? I've, I've, I, I've seen all the Space Force stuff. I mean, what they're, so, I, if they were just being honest, what they would say is, uh, you know, we need another way to funnel money to defense contractors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need another place to shove money and take money from the budget and make sure that it goes to where we want it to go and the people who want it to go to them. So yeah, it's just it's basically money funneling, money laundering, whatever it is. Mm. There's no you don't need space force for what? <laughs> There's no space force. It objectively bothers me because it like space force sounds kind of cool. It like does. the word space force mm-hmm. and the logos are all cool, but like this just it's it's so corrupt and gross, I feel. It mm. feels very tainted by this whole thing. Uh, all right, we'll move on from Space Force, uh, and we're bringing back a segment this week. I'm done with this guy. And it wasn't even me. I wasn't even done with this guy. It seemed like it was Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Facebook, and Pinterest who were done with this guy. Uh, And that, of course, is the man behind InfoWars, Alex Jones. This actually happened last Monday, but it happened as we were doing the show. Mm. Uh, uh, Last Monday, uh, a series of tepid disciplinary actions uh, were uh, were finally... Yeah, I said that incorrectly. Basically... Every major platform on social media, with the exception of Twitter, the open media, and InfoWars, like personal standalone apps, uh, dropped coverage of Alex Jones' show, uh, mostly saying it violated its rules against uh, hate speech. Now, I'm, I don't like Alex Jones. I think he's, uh, I think he's the worst. Did something? He, did he say something particular more than normal? Because I don't know if this is like too late didn't isn't he always been like a crazy person who like spread hate like why did they decide suddenly now was because the pushback became enough they didn't want to but they were getting too much pushback they're Mm. not necessarily against him certainly you know facebook isn't against alex jones or any of those right-wing voices but uh yeah the pushback just became enough to the point where they finally had to get to do it Mm. you know what i mean because there are all the articles in the weeks leading up to it where they were really like drawing a highlight to all the things he was saying and the you know, increasingly incendiary rhetoric and everything like that, and so the public forced them to, just like everything else, you know. Mm. They didn't cut them until public opinion made them have to do it. It just seems, usually when stuff like this happens, there's some, like, one particular big inciting event. Like, people have been talking about him being, like, a Sandy Hook denier for a long time. Like, did it just become a mainstream thing enough about him that enough people got I mean, angry? he was saying, like, two weeks ago that Robert Mueller should be killed. <laughs> yeah, Maybe well... Purged, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So, for a purge and murdering of Democrats and... Maybe, maybe that was the final straw there. Maybe he just saw that movie, The First Purge, and got really yeah, excited. Yeah, uh, He did apparently jump onto Google Plus for a while and posted a bunch of stuff in, like, within four hours, making him literally the most active user on the service. So mm-hmm. he's on Google Plus. I forgot Plus. about Google Plus. Everyone forgot about okay. Google Plus. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah, I was on with, it for a second. Oh, you gotta be, like, exclusive to yeah, get into Google Plus. Uh, all right, I think that's about... I think that's about all we have for this week. Anything else you want to go back to discuss? Anything that caught your interest this week before we go to the interview? Do you want to talk about your meme that made you upset with Rainbow and Trump? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's, all of you are seeing this meme, so you know what I'm talking about. I don't think it's fair to uh, put words in Rainbow's mouth. That's my biggest problem yeah, with it. Uh, all right, let's get to this week's interview with Mike Burke and Tom Malone of the Breaking Bread with Mike and Tom podcast. You know, again, we, it's nice to talk to people who are into podcasting because, like I said... I've met a lot of people in the city who are either into podcasting or don't know what it is. So sometimes they fall on the other side. But we had a really nice conversation about what it is that draws people into this uh, this platform. 
the best ways to sort of find your voice out there and uh, how to set yourself apart from other people. A lot of good stuff. So we had a nice conversation with Mike and Tom. Mike actually gave me a poetry book that he wrote. Do you guys see this? This is cool. Mm. got a whole poetry book. So there you go. Fragments of a Disturbed Mind, a poetry book by Mike Burke. It's cool. He gave it to me as a nice gift. Oh, I got to give them a this. gift now. Yeah, check the it out. bar has been set for future guests. bar has been All set. All future guests must bring... Uh, Present. Books that they wrote. Yeah, original content. Write a book. Produced. If you want yeah. to come on the show, you have to have written a book. <laughs> <laughs> so here is Mike and Tom from the Breaking Bread Podcast. Who's back? appreciate you guys coming in on Donald Trump Day and you. It's a big day. It's a big Monday morning here. Doing yeah. big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Uh, no, it's, it's exciting. To, well, the reason I bring it up is because I had so many people like hitting me up on Twitter this week. Be like, oh, you should get Trump on your show. Oh, my I'm God. like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just send him over to me. Right. And yeah. then I had to have like the moral dilemma. I was like, uh-huh. if he wanted to come on the show, would I let him? I don't know. I feel like I'd have oh, to, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I would regret it. I don't know. It's a, it's a moot question because he would never he would never want to come. Well, if you want to get him uh, on, I think the best avenue would hit him up on Twitter. You know, that's, yeah, right, that's yeah, his, that's definitely. His, uh, GFOP Anthony Brindisi has been on this show many times, so I oh, have a really? feeling that uh, oh. if they found that out, that Trump would not. Be right. Yeah, he'd be not I would know. I'm sure <laughs> he would not be interested in coming on. Uh, so, <laughs> folks, welcome to Mike and Tom. Little crossover episode, yeah. The Breaking Bread podcast, which is on its eleventh episode. I yeah, want to say yep. correct. Of course, yep. I don't know what what, net, what day do you guys release? Uh, we go well. We do it on Wednesday, and then we it, it releases on Thursday, yeah. bi-weekly. Okay, so yeah, bi-weekly. When you folks uh, hear this, you might be hearing episode twelve or eleven. Go check them out. They're all over the the podcasting spheres. Apple yeah. Podcasts, <laughs> you Spotify. That's the one I haven't done yet. Yeah, we're on Spotify. Uh, a few other yet. things too. I think we've been looking. Yeah, at it's, yeah. I put it in for everything. I, I think Spotify accepted, but it's hard to. Mm. It's tough. I just finished the Stitcher one, which I've been. Stitcher. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Number one podcast on Stitcher. I keep lying about that every week. <laughs> um, that's great. <laughs> so, guys, welcome to uh, welcome to the Uticast. Uh and I'm gonna do a little bit of a. A breakup section here. Sure. Uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you All because right. it is driving me nuts the fact that I we've met each other millions of times before. And I, I can tell you look very familiar. You look trying, really familiar. You yeah, sound familiar. I'm trying to figure yeah. out. We're going to play that game in here okay. where we sure. like, try. Yeah, and right, right, exactly. Uh, but Mike, where were you? Uh, where are you originally from? Where are you born? I'm originally from Frankfurt, New York. Frankfurt. Um, nice. So I moved to Utica when I was 19. So that's about. 12 years ago, or no, 10 but, years ago now. Okay, so. so you've been here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, were you only child? Did you have... No, I have two sisters, actually. Ah, yeah. Very nice. I also have two sisters. Oh, where, really? Where are so, you in that in that grouping? Um, 
so my younger sister is 17 mm. now, which is, is huge. And then my older sister is only three weeks older than me. But she's my stepsister, so. So you, you were middle child. Like, yeah, it's, essentially, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have, so you're you're technically a middle child, but you're also technically an older child. Exactly. Much like Jurassic yeah. Park, you have all the problems of major theme park and zoo combined. <laughs> this is amazing. I love it. Oh, man. Are uh, you close with your sister still? Um, yeah, definitely. I see my younger sister all the time. I, I started recently talking more to my uh, stepsister. Because uh, growing up, we didn't get along too much. Yeah. But, like, you know, now we're, like, older. We're both well, married and stuff. So. Well, it's interesting about that because I have... My parents were divorced when I was eight. So I have stepfather. Uh, uh, and I had a couple different stepmoms. Shout out uh, to my pops getting around like he does. Um, <laughs> hey! Hey, good job. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but I never had step-siblings. It was uh, the okay. one thing. Like, none of the people who got didn't married have other had kids. kids. So okay. I never had to deal with the concept of another sibling or the yeah. person who's sort of like in my zone is, yeah, that, yeah. is that a weird transition i wonder like, um growing up well i you know they got together when i was like nine and stuff oh, okay. so yeah. i kind of grew up with that whole aspect and being like oh here's your here's you know she's gonna be your sister you're gonna be brothers sure. i'm like oh cool you know like another kid like this is great you know i was used to having all the christmas presents but now i had this chair but you know you know uh so <laughs> i'm gonna do my favorite question which is you uh, you grew up in frankfurt yeah um there are not a lot of cows there. Not a lot of cows. Okay. Well, that's sort of the question. Was that I one of the questions? Well, not even that. I, I, <laughs> I like to ask people about the stereotypes of the town they grew up in. Like, yeah. What were the stereotypes of Frankfurt growing up in it? Uh, that it's all Italian. All Italian. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the stereotype I get up here all the time when I moved to Utica was like, oh, the cows, huh? Like, yeah. I don't even know where all these cows that. are. Yeah. I've never like, heard of that. Yeah. So I guess there's a lot of farms around uh, Frankfurt, but. I feel like we live like the, we li- I lived in like the village, so mm. you I feel know. like there's more pizzerias than there are people. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. See, that's just a big city or a bigger city thing. Is when I went to Brooklyn, yeah. people would I'd be like, like, where are you from? Like, yeah. go, like, oh, is that like cows and stuff? I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen a cow. <laughs> no. in Except that one time, the cow got right. loose in the parkway. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so you were at Frankfurt until uh, 19. Yeah. So you finished high school then? Or yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and then I was you going went to college. And then you came to Utica for MB. Yeah. And you were doing illustration. At yes, NBC. yep, I went for illustration. So I got to ask, this is another one of my favorite questions. Uh-huh. At that point in time, illustration degree, doing the MB thing, Yeah. what, were you, what did you want to do? Um, at that point in time, and I mean, still kind of, I want to do uh, children's books and children's uh, books, comic really? books and stuff. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You're a comics um, guy. I like it. Yeah, totally, <laughs> man. I know I know a ton about comics. Like. Are you a DC or a Marvel guy? I like both, um, but you know, obviously there's some <laughs> things I like in, in both. That seemed like a controversial answer the way you <laughs> respond. Like, oh. Well, no, no, it's, it, yeah. it's a good, it's a good answer because I do think if you if you're only talking about the movies, I think right. Marvel has eaten DC. Oh, lunch. oh, yeah. yeah, on even on Netflix, you know, even on just television. I watched Justice League last week for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Man, that is a poor movie. Disappointing, it is, right? It wasn't it horribly good. disappointing? It's not even like an entertaining. Movie. No, it's just I was like, this, I was like, what, like, is, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. super confused, awful. But I do think if you're including comic books mm. and the histories and the narrative. Yeah, DC is kind of better. They just haven't really yeah. found a way to monetize. monetize. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's just my as my other thought. So you wanted to do comic books. I also saw yep. you do some acting as well. Yep, yep. Got into acting when I was like twenty one or twenty two. Mm. Um, what brought you into that? What was your? Um, actually, no. I don't know if you know Rich Tellerico. Um, Name sounds very familiar. Yeah, I'm so sure he's, that... he's from Frankfurt as well, but he moved out to Chicago. He did Second City. He had he went with oh, like. Nice. Uh, he was taught by, um, what's his name, on, uh, I can't do his name right now, a 
Steve Carell was there. Tina Fey, yeah, 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 all those guys. Crew, Amy Poehler and he such, worked, yeah. yeah, he worked for like uh, Mad TV, all the places. Awesome. So he did. He was doing like a web series. He came back to uh, Frankfurt to shoot it, and he contacted my mom, who knew him from high school and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, let me try this acting thing out, you know. And they liked me, and they they said you're doing pretty good. So I just continue going with it. So. My buddy in New York, uh, my stand-up comedian friend, Anthony yeah. O'Connell, shout out to Anthony. Uh, he, when we were living in New York, we used to talk about this all the time because he was doing the stand-up thing. He always said, if you if you want to write for a television show, you move to Los Angeles. If you mm. want to <laughs> sell your story to somebody to make your own television show, you go to New York. Oh. And if you want to work on Saturday Night Live, move to Chicago. Those are like the three things. Wow, okay. That sounds like great advice. It seems like great yeah. advice. I don't know yeah. if it's true. I've had yeah, to right, that. Right. But, um, <laughs> and i got to ask... Uh, Besides doing the podcasting, what's your give a current day job besides doing that? Uh, my current day job, I work for a screen printing company. Nice. Screen yeah. printing. Very yeah. nice. I'm always intrigued by screen printing. Yeah. Uh, I, my buddy, we have a buddy from Maine Utica who does a little bit of the screen printing gig, and it seems like an okay. all right gig. seems like there's a lot of nice Yeah, there's, uh, uh, you know, I work mostly in, like, the vinyl department. We do a lot of, like, mm-hmm. wraps and signs and stuff like that. Um, so it's always interesting. There's yeah. always something new coming in, so... <laughs> All right, Mike, I'm going to jump over to Tom for just a moment. Do it up. He's sitting here patiently. <laughs> Trying not to Looking handsome you know? as hell. <laughs> Very handsome, it's true. You know? <laughs> you don't oh, know oh, I moisturize. I moisturize. That's what. That's key. Uh, Tom, I added you on Facebook, but oh. you did not add me back yet. Oh, so, really? Yeah, what, yeah. How long ago was oh, that? like three hours ago. Oh, okay. So it is. <laughs> hey, good for you for not being on Facebook <laughs> yeah. regularly. Otherwise, um, I feel sad about my life. I'm like, oh, I should be in Cabo with all yeah, the, you know. Right. Or, uh, <laughs> now, you know, it's, it's really true. Like, I, we're going to get into social media in a little bit but like I, I swear to god like I'll go on Instagram and Facebook and yep. like Snapchat and stuff and then within 10 minutes I'm like why did I do this I hate yeah. my life now yeah. I hate all these people I resent everybody yeah. damn it uh, Tom so I couldn't do my normal journalistic research that I would normally oh. do before you come on to the show I had uh, to lock down that security uh, but, but what I got so far is that you are either from or uh, were from Indian River uh, Indian, Indian Lake, Lake. Yeah, Indian yeah, Lake. Yeah, yeah 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 I live in Indian Lake now I, I grew up with him we went to high school together yeah. thanks right, so, Help me out here as an idiot. What, give me some some context for where Indian Lake is. Is this um, near Frankfurt? Is this like... No, no it's no. like two hours north oh, of here. Oh, two hours yeah. north. Yeah, it's like right in the heart of the Adirondacks. Wait, like you right in two the... hours for this this morning? Yeah, yeah. You're a madman. I know, man. I just oh, got to work at seven this yeah. morning. You up all night? Yep. No, no, no. I, I come down for the podcast every <laughs> yeah. other week. So. He's an animal. Uh, so Indian Lake, what's, uh, do you know off the top of your head what kind of population we're talking about? Here? Dude, it's the smallest, the county itself is the smallest in New York. It's so <laughs> tiny. It's, um, I mean, right now we have like, it's a very, very small population, but it's almost like five times now that the school's out. Right, right, All these right, people right. from New Jersey and New York City, they mm-hmm. all come up there, flood at, you know, Stewart's is packed. Season. Yeah. I go up to Inlet a lot in the yeah. summertime. Yeah. Inlet's yeah. Like, Inlet's like 600 awesome. people there. Right. And then you walk in your, there's like 1500 people yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah no yeah. one's from inland yeah yeah same thing up there in indian so indian like how much uh, you got family as well yeah everybody's from utica i'm from utica really? yeah you know it's mm. it, it's a little tough being up there so uh but i like the area so you went to school up there uh no i i just moved up there recently oh, okay yeah i like i said i, I went to frankfurt you, with him and you went to frankfurt yeah, yeah yeah i lived in utica for a while did you do the college thing as well yeah i'd, I'd be here and then i nice. went out to brockport for a bit Brockport. Oh, yeah. I had family in Brockport. Oh, yeah. It was one of the first colleges I remember. I thought it was in Canada. I guess it's not. (laughs) It's close. (laughs) Uh, So, 
What were you doing out there uh, for school? What were you, what were you um, it was a finance and economics major. It's very responsible. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm here, I'm doing a podcast. And yeah, how it ended well, up. Well, I got to ask, so same question, like finance, what were you sort of looking to do at that point? You know, I really wanted to be a financial advisor. That was like the, the dream for a while. Yeah. I, had, I, I also wanted to be, um, uh, I, I thought it would be cool to be a trooper as well. Those are like my two dream jobs. Um, you know, so, but finance, I figure, well, well you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. It's one of those things that's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I should learn business because right, yeah. Yeah. everybody does business. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I'm a, I was a history major, right? So for oh, me, cool. I always wonder, I was like, all right, I, I love this degree, but I'm yeah. sure that I'm never going to get a job doing history oh, man. anywhere. That's this guy's thing. He's throwing out history, history facts. Too. And I'm yeah, like, oh, like I'm a huge history buff. History is a, is a broad Yes. It's a broad topic for, yes. for like what you want to do for your life. Yeah. History. <laughs> the history of what? Yeah. yeah. So I'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get to, let's sort of bring everyone back in here. I listened to your most recent episode okay. on there uh, with Josh. Yeah, Josh Solano. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yep. That's how. Interesting guy. Really yeah, cool. yeah. It was really yeah. cool stuff. You the backpacks. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Did you check them out? Did you look at the backpacks? Uh, not yet. I'm going to. Oh, man. They're so sweet. You check out his, like, his Instagram, his sites. Like, mm. awesome. So, you guys are on episode 11 at the moment. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we were pretty excited. Feels good to get past 10. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah. When we, uh, we were celebrating, like, every round number the first time. Yeah. Now I get to numbers, I'm like, I'm not celebrating again. Until <laughs> I can't this, yeah, do No it. more special episodes. <laughs> uh, so, I guess this is sort of a, a question for both of you guys. What was the first podcast that you guys listened to or first moment that got you interested in podcasting? Either one of you guys can jump in, I suppose. Okay. Um, you can go first. You're, you, you were really um, adamant about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a huge podcast mm-hmm. guy. I love podcasts. I mean, if you work on the road or you're driving two hours, you, you got to listen to something. And I feel like you can get smarter by listening to smart people or, you know, dumber by listening to dumb people. And I, I feel like I'm in the latter category. <laughs> but uh, I was a big fan of Joe Rogan. I still am. I was just listening to him, actually. Yes. Huge Joe Rogan fan. Um, I like anybody who's got a reasonable point of view, and mm-hmm. you know, I learn something new every time I listen to that show. I enjoy Rogan a lot. My problem with Rogan has always been that I go in, I go in stops and starts with it, mm-hmm. and this happens a lot with with podcasting in general. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. where it's like, I listen to a couple of Rogans in a row, I'm like, I feel like he's talking about the same sort of thing with this right. person he did last yeah. week. So sometimes yeah. I have to stop for a while, yeah, and then I start looking for guests, and then uh, I get back into like yeah. runs yeah. or whatever. And that's I can of, see that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. He does kind of. Reiterate some of the old mm. things, but it's kind of nice to reformat your mind. You know, right. like, oh, it, you know. it, I guess it adds some sort of familiarity for yeah. people that you like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think of Rogan along the same lines is like I, I mentioned to you guys beforehand, like like Marin, mm. Bill Simmons. Yeah. Those are like the two for me. Yeah. yeah. But I always think of those sort of three, like Simmons, Rogan, and and Marin is like the three early guys who yeah. really like formed the hit the podcast. I don't running. know. I don't know anybody who listens to podcasts who doesn't listen to at least one of those. Yeah. Two. Right. I just got on the Marin train so uh, <laughs> I, it's insane how many people like send me messages or like text messages yeah. like Mark Marin is your dad I'm like Mark I don't care like, what are you talking about it's not true it's not true <laughs> daddy uh, what about you um, for me you know I got really excited about podcasts basically because you, you were talking about them a lot but then like I started to like a little bit here and there I like uh, these guys uh, Tim Ferriss and mm-hmm. uh, Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. and they're like two like motivating yeah he's like a he's a big name. motivator guy yeah. CEO he's always busy he's got a huge YouTube following which is where I originally found him then he had a podcast going he's like all about like social media and all that stuff and then Tim Ferriss had a podcast for a long time and his stuff 
just like you know, you were saying learning something, learning stuff on podcasts. He like is always talking to these world class like performers and leaders and like these guys. You can really learn a lot about like yourself and intelligence and the world and stuff. And I felt like that. Oh, that's so cool, you know. So, so we get into a little bit about the actual show itself for folks who want to follow it again. I, I followed it on iTunes because I do most of my stuff. We on follow iTunes. all yours too. Thanks, so. man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was listening to like three episodes last night. <laughs> <laughs> I like started crunching well, through. It's crunching. It's. Uh, <laughs> I backed myself into a corner, and I, again, oh. I, don't, I don't want to get too much into this because I know I'm going to come on and talk with you guys. Yeah, in a right, few weeks, right. But uh, yep. deciding to do an interview every week was one of the worst ideas I've ever had. In my every life. week, oh, really? I yeah. don't know why I thought this was a good idea. Like I don't know. I was like, yeah, every week I'll talk to somebody new and yeah. sort of fill in all the gaps. And I was like, yeah, how tough is that? Uh, how do you go about finding your? Well, maybe we'll get into. Well, that. No, right. we, we can get into it. It's okay. fine. It's all right. uh, I would say. The part that's the most frustrating is going back and forth between evergreen interviews and topical stuff, right? Okay. I like to try and keep one or two evergreen sort of conversations, right? Like, if my buddy Phil Farta comes on. Phil's yeah. usually good every time he comes on. He's always sure. funny. I don't yeah. necessarily... He doesn't necessarily have to promote something. Right. But if something happens yeah. and I call GFOP Joe Marino and I said, hey, can you come talk about this? I'm going to push him on first because it's time sensitive. So you like to have yeah, stuff yeah. in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's true. I work a day job, right? I work right. in Utica. I work for like the education system as well. Mm-hmm. Very, very broad answer. I'm not telling yeah, you. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. I work for like, I work for real jobs. So like, yeah. it's not like I don't have a life that right. exists outside yeah. of this. Right? right. So that's always been the part that I think chasing down interviews. Is yeah. Well, I feel yeah. like is your, you could probably do whatever the... F- well, I don't know if this is an explicit podcast. You can say whatever you want. I feel like you can do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? So. Well, that's a great point. And actually, why don't we jump to that? Because I want to talk to you guys a little bit about some of like the uh, the format and the way setting it up. Like, have mm-hmm. you have you enjoyed sort of the idea of like the free form conversational flow of it? You guys have a nice rapport back and forth. Um, you guys obviously know each other. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that works really well for us. At first, I was like concerned a little bit i'll be honest about being like oh man we're just going to talk about anything just continue yeah. like continuously talk like how does that work like yeah. i feel like we should have topics or, or you know genres to stick into or something but then you know we just started going and i'm like you know what this is working you yeah know what i mean i feel good man i feel yeah, good about yeah. it yeah i feel good about you it and i think our guests now that we've started to have guests feel comfortable too yeah you know we like to stay on topic with them but other than that, you know, I mean, yeah, like with Josh, on. we went, <laughs> yeah, we, we went, went, we went all over, <laughs> went in finance, we went all yep. over. <laughs> well, I've learned over the years, I think, too, that when you get people, if mm-hmm. you get off, like, I, I have notes in front of me that I'm yeah. going off of, but if we break off on a tangent or something, right. those tend to be the yeah. moments that yeah. people like to, right? Yeah, to. They, they like to know those little weird, yeah, those little, avenues yeah, those little and strange sections. things. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we do the same thing with notes, yeah, we take we got like note cards and stuff, and just in case it's like, oh. Oh, oh shit, we're yeah, in a lull. Right. Let's throw let's, one of these. Let's uh, get in here, yeah. You know, something that I've been thinking about. Is there any sort of subjects in general you prefer to talk about, stuff you prefer to steer away from and stuff? Um, we, we Again, we don't get super political ourselves. Yeah, um, not too much. Like, it's such we, a struggle now. We touch yeah, a little right. bit. We touch a little bit, but like, you know, I mean, I'm not a huge politics guy myself. Like, I don't know a ton about it. I know a little bit more than I did in, in recent years, only because sure. my wife is like super into politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the McNamara's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's in McNamara, and oh, they're, yeah. they're all politics. So. Shout out to Mike Mac. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. my boy. Mike. I tell Mike this story all the time, but a couple weeks ago, my uh, mom, or a couple months ago, my mom found me this container of stuff when I was a kid. Like yeah. Notebooks, report cards, things like that. And there was a birthday card in it, and I opened it up, and it said, Happy 6th birthday from Mike Mac. And I said, Yeah, I forgot <laughs> you were a birthday oh, card. Man. That's good, bro. Uh, <laughs> Mr. McNamara was also my 
Boy Scout troop leader. Oh, uh, yeah. I've oh, heard really? stories about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good times. I'll tell you. Mike saw me super drunk two <laughs> nights ago, and I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Mike sees a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I like to feel like I usually carry myself pretty decent, but with an open bar at a wedding. Going yeah. to, oh, you know. oh, oh, you were at that wedding? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. Utica's bartender. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I, the politics thing is funny because I... It's sort of the difference between doing what we do mm-hmm. and, like, what happens with, like, the news and the radio. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, the whole point of me doing this in the first place, I'm yeah. sure the reason you guys want to do this is because yeah. you want to do it the way you want to do it. Exactly. And it always drove me nuts if I would do a TV interview or go on the yeah. radio and then listen to five minutes of what you talked about mm-hmm. getting cut down into a minute and 30. Yes. Yeah. Sound yeah. bites. And it yeah. drove and it doesn't me doesn't really sell what you were trying to say. Right. <laughs> it's my biggest issue when I talk to the newspaper. Like, mm-hmm. I love... Greg Mason of the OD. I think okay. he's a phenomenal reporter. Yeah. I'm terrified to talk to him. <laughs> terrified. Every time, because I'm like, he's listening so intently and he doesn't like, respond the way that like a people in a conversation yeah, respond right. doing that. Uh, and it scares me, right? I'm like, what's he going to say about like, I'm a scatterbrained yeah. maniac. Am I screwing this up? Do I sound like an idiot? <laughs> exactly. It's too much for Do I know what that word is that I just said? <laughs> the only thing he talked about in politics was that Sasha Baron Cohen thing. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 man. You know, I, I, I'm so, I don't have showtime at the moment, but mm. I've seen a lot of people talk about it. I know you guys talked about it. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. Do you like it? the show is it good I, i've just seen the clips yeah. i gotta watch it it yeah. looks amazing yeah i, mean, I love it, sasha baron cohen it's such a weird thing it's almost like what we're talking about though mm-hmm. like <laughs> politics has sort of become entertainment now like yeah. since the since the election right yeah everyone yeah. is so invested yeah. i open the news every day to look for yeah. content and it's just yeah. politics trump manafort blah 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 like right. Fox News impeachment, impeachment. Every, every, it's all over and over again I'm and like, i mean snl has been doing it for years obviously that's like the thing they always open with. yeah but it's like it's like you're saying it's it's everywhere now, and I don't know, is that a good thing? Is it a yeah. bad thing? You know what I mean? But everybody, I guess, is more aware. Hmm. Uh, so outside of politics, do you guys like anything else? You guys particularly you try and stay local. You try and do like um, well, yeah, we have to stay local. Yeah, um, so far. Talk about, yeah, so far. I mean, obviously, we'll, we're open to going out and stuff. Yeah, but uh, we just want to talk to interesting people. Yeah, pretty That's much. Really we just want to have some interesting conversations. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I heard you guys talking about Handshake City, so thanks for talking yeah. about us last Yeah, week. I didn't yeah. know that was a thing until Solano came out. Yep. And that was, uh, that, that's a pretty, like, I was looking on your Instagram, and I think I was following it. That's yeah. yours, right? I didn't really So, were... okay, uh, that guy, and if you should bring him on to your pod one of these days. He's okay. a very interesting character. Yeah. Uh, you should probably bring Katie on, too, because she needs to rein him in. But Katie and Justin, <laughs> uh, Kate, Kate Riley and Justin Parkinson are the two people who... First and foremost are behind Maiden. Okay, All right. okay. Uh, and they they built this idea up. Uh, you know, and not like anything. I've known Justin. Justin's my buddy first, right? Like yeah. He, he comes over to watch Premier Maiden League. Utica, you said? Yeah, it, yeah. So it's, it's tied together, those two? Oh, uh, yeah. So we're we're a Maiden Utica production. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's say Justin said, I'm... I'm shutting down Maiden Utica tomorrow. It's all over. Right. Like, the, it's the, all the infrastructure over. for this to continue well, yeah. is still there. It's yeah. Just, I, he's my buddy first, and... My quote unquote boss second. Right, right. He's my boss who comes to watch soccer and wrestling with me all the time. Right. <laughs> nice. so, uh, no, but it's just, it, it was, it's like anything else. Like this idea, you know, you, you're friends with somebody a long time, mm-hmm. they shout out all sorts of crazy ideas at you, and I shoot constantly them down. This Const- yeah, constantly, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. It's, it's, let's start a band every other year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made that conversation with Kevin like once a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just, you know, and it, it's weird because sometimes when we talk about it on our show, I yeah. feel like, 
I feel like I'm yelling into the void, right? Because oh, yeah, I'm like, I don't right. know. Like, people who listen to my show already know yeah. about me. You guys yeah, so right. like, are you guys knowing about this again? Right. I love the idea God. of it, man. Every yeah, time no. I see it, I'm just like, oh, this is going to be good. It's made in Utica, you know? Well, he origi- well thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes on behind yeah. the scenes. Those folks yeah. live like up the road, and to be honest, they're probably already at the park. So does he. Right? Uh-huh. He could have walked over here. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I'll pick you up, man. South Utica Stiley. Uh, so let me ask you guys this question. So long run, going forward, you guys thinking like bi-weekly, weekly, monthly kind of thing? Um, like what's sort of the plan I mean, going forward? Bi-weekly seems to be working right now. Yeah. I don't know if down the road, if we, I don't know, get more heavy with content and guests and stuff like that, yeah. if we we'll do weekly, which mm. yeah, depends it, on, uh, again, like we work day jobs too, so it yeah, kind of yeah. depends on those kind of schedules. Plus a two-hour drive, Plus you know? Plus two-hour drive, <laughs> yeah, this guy. Which I go to 12 yeah. North every, I'm coming back for 12 North tomorrow, so. Right. <laughs> I respect that you do it because I was, I listen to the quality on the sound stuff for you guys doing, mm. and it's it's good, and I always drives me nuts when I have to do a podcast where yeah. I'm doing the Skype thing with people. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not even the audio is bad necessarily, there right. is really no way to get around that like half second mm-hmm. one second delay, delay that exists and you don't get the same rapport yeah. it's just weird right right very strange uh yeah that was a concern i was thinking of before because i was like oh i'd like to have like this guest here but they live in like new york city or something like that i'm like how are we gonna are they gonna come here with you know yeah but, you could probably use a phone you know but i feel like that yeah, takes away from, yeah. Yeah. yeah i have a portable mic that i have on my phone in case i have to go somewhere oh yeah the when mo- you jack in yeah yeah but for the most part I would always prefer to have people right. like come into yeah. the studio. Yeah, uh, and I got to say, uh, you made a joke about it earlier on the uh, on the episode. Have you guys found sponsors yet for the show? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no. That's something <laughs> we're working on. I don't, you know, it's honestly, a weird, it's yeah, a weird world to live in. I don't in. know it's what like, to do with like. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I mean, figure it out. If somebody reaches out, cool, you know. Yeah. I want to get like the sponsors of the people on all the big podcasts. Like, yeah. I'd be happy to read a Blue Apron promo. Right, yeah, wants to yeah. Shoot at me. We did a couple local sponsors for yeah. a while, but that's a whole different... Like, that's even worse than chasing down interviews. It's chasing oh, down geez. people to be like, you should give us money. Yeah, right. Know, to right. talk about your thing on yeah. our podcast. And they're like, right? why? <laughs> you know? And that had happened over the years. Yeah. Like, you know, Thinky Bader did it for like two months, and then yeah. he was like, we're just going to start our own podcast. Like, oh. it's, easy, it's easier than right. paying me, to, I guess, I suppose. I guess so. And then, uh, I want to say Adirondack Scenic Railroad did for a while, but it's mm. hard because yeah. you, you know, we were doing like one month two-month sponsorships because that's the easiest way to get yeah. people to commit to it. Right. And then just, hard, again, hard to chase people down for yeah. my works to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I think for us, we probably didn't even really start for the money or for the sponsors or anything. I mean, it'd be cool to have, but I think we just enjoy doing it. We like putting yeah. stuff out there. And it's a good way to... I mean, yeah, like you said, eventually if sponsors want to be like, hey, we like your show, mm-hmm. you know, let's, you know, if you do this promo, we'll give you X amount for whatever. Then I, you know. And it's a help for... To promote our right, help to promote it would go towards promotion, like his book or whatever. Yeah, speaking of promo stuff, are you guys doing like the social media game? You guys on social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff? Right now, we're working out um, forming pages and accounts and stuff like that for our show. Mm -hmm. Primarily, we use I have a uh, artist page, so primarily, we use that and like Instagram, we both have, and so promoting it that way and trying to get you're the like, social media guy yeah he's, he's he leaves all good. the social media stuff to me I just you know but it's much better well, that, <laughs> that makes my life easier because let me tell you you are not the only Tom Malone I don't know if you knew this <laughs> I don't know if you were aware oh, there's man. more Tom Malones out there um, another sexy guy out there uh, <laughs> I don't know man <laughs> I think it's it's a it's the weirdest part of doing this kind of thing right yeah. because like I got I remember when we did this show and like the I want to say the 10th or 12th episode like mm. KTV 
called us to do a story about us. Oh, so, wow. Really? Oh. And they were like, oh, that's cute, right? That was pretty much their whole story. <laughs> that's so cute. Isn't this cute, right? And then we've n- they never talked to us again until sure. a couple weeks ago when I got yeah. GFOP Jill Real to come in. She's my friend. Yeah. Bam! Jill yeah. Real. Uh-huh. My weatherman friend. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, but like, it wasn't like we were going to get the OD mm. or KTV or UTR to promote for us. So right. the social media becomes the main... Your main source promotion. of marketing and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which is the worst because I hate Facebook. And I I, I like Twitter because I've been on Twitter for yeah. a long time, but... Ah, like, see, I, I don't like Twitter that much. I've only... I've been on Twitter for a long yeah. time. You know, 10 years ago, yeah. Twitter was dope if you wanted to talk about Liverpool soccer or Twin Peaks or something like that, uh, right? Yeah. You could find a yeah. lot of like stuff on there yep. for you. I think Twitter's Twitter's still my favorite social media platform, but yeah. it's definitely the farthest back in understanding its usefulness and how to monetize itself. That's right. always the problem that they talk about with Twitter. Although I do feel like now Twitter is it's used so much heavily in the news. I feel like maybe that's its niche because it's always yeah. in the news. They're never like, oh, on Facebook this week there was this, or on Instagram they're, they're like, on Twitter you saw like these tweets here and there. Like realistically, I use Reddit. And Twitter. Oh, I love Reddit. I love Reddit. Yeah. But, but Reddit and Twitter are very similar in the terms of they're daunting. If you're a person who's never been on Reddit or never mm. been on Twitter, it's like start a profile. Yeah. You look at this and you're like, I, I yeah. what is this? Yeah. Right? Like I don't even know where to start. Reddit right. took me a long time to really understand like what I was looking oh, for. Oh really? Yeah. What I was doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it did for me too. But all it all it took was a handful of good memes and I'm like MBA <laughs> Reddit. I think MBA Reddit was big for me. Um, there's one called Black Magic Fuckery. That's a good, that's a good, that's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I think the social media thing is is something that you'll sort of come to both love and hate. As yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I hate having to come up with bylines. Yeah, like copy every, ad and stuff like, like that. This week on the show, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Do like, I, I like kind of coming up with that kind of thing. I don't know. That's like something I'm interested in. You know, because we're recording earlier in the day today, yeah. I will get done before wrestling tonight. But usually, I'm putting <laughs> this up as Monday Night Raw is on, so I'm always sort of stressed out. Um, all right. So uh, before we get into uh, sort of lightning round questions and stuff, what would you say is sort of like the the elevator pitch for what you guys want this show to be. Like, if you're in the room talking to the world's biggest podcast producer, what do you want to sort of pitch this show as and what you guys are trying to build it to be? Wow, that's a awesome question. Yeah, I feel um, like there's a few ways we could probably... Yeah, all right, you go. Me? Well, yeah, I'm curious. I, I feel like we're probably... We might have different views, but I, some... Love it. But we've always had different views, yeah. and they mesh together well to create the wonderful show Breaking Bread with Mike and Tom. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like, I, I've, I'm so into Joe Rogan. I feel like the Joe, like that way, if you can get bigger, bigger gas and stuff, I think that would be a cool thing to uh, build up into like somebody who's actually got a lot of pull or a lot of, um, mm. you know, uh, uh, yeah, I guess pull would be the right mm. word. You know, maybe social media or, or some sort of... So you're of saying our show celebrity. would be similar to like a Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, but it could be anything, really. I feel like we can go any which way. It's yeah. still so young. It's yeah. our little baby. Right, yeah. It's still forming and stuff. What um, do you think? I, I would say great conversations and good times. I mean, that's like that would be like the, the tagline or something. But like, yeah, definitely yeah. definitely more of like a conversation-y heavy piece. Uh, mm. Nothing like, you know, here's this topic or this topic. We talk about this. You know, it's more like... So what do you do? You we know? really get into it. Yeah, yeah, like we really get into it, and we like kind of let the the guest, if we're having them on free form, and then just talk instead of us jamming them down yeah. with like questions and stuff, you know. But very nice. Yeah, and uh, and I guess the other one I was gonna say is uh, where the name come from. 
<laughs> that was all this guy's doing. Well, yeah, we were, we were going name. back and forth and stuff, and he's like, oh, I don't know about this, it's this, and then, like, you know, we're both Italian, so breaking bread, you know, mm. you're talking. Yeah. So. I, I think yeah. that's a great name. I, yeah. By the way, the Uticast, I think, is an awesome name, Yeah, too. I think it's a sick I was, name, when, I'm like, what's the name of this guy's podcast? You, you know, I want to like, listen to it. And that was the first thing I said. It's like, that's awesome. I, what, uh, and we'll, we can talk about this next next time yeah. we see each other, yep. but uh, I mean, people hear this story all the time, but. When I was doing my first podcast, mm-hmm. I tried my first podcast in New York. This is like 2007, right? When I was living down there with my buddy, yeah. we were doing the. We were trying. We were basically doing, pardon my take, okay, like the Barstool yeah. Sports guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sports show where we are kind of making fun of sports, right? And like, right. You know what I mean, like yeah. sort of like ragging on it, like, yeah. Um, and I tried to come up with like this pretentious like title. I was like, okay, we're gonna call it the Two Three Zone, and that ties it into like. Upstate yeah. New York, and yeah. it's like a sports thing. Yeah, and my buddy was like, "No, it's, we're, gonna, we're gonna call it Famo and the Wookie because you're Famo and I'm the Wookie, and that's that's the show." And you stop overthinking it. So that's not bad. When I came back to Utica, I was yeah. already sort of doing like podcast stuff yeah. with friends of mine, and uh, my buddy sort of said, "What are you gonna do when you go back up to Utica?" And I was like, "I could just do like the Utica podcast." And my yeah. buddy's like, "Oh." Uticast, there's your show. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's it. And that was a joke. We were like, we're yeah. sitting at lunch at a restaurant. I was like, yeah. that's it. If I ever do it, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> so when I came up here, that was my pitch to oh, Justin Bates Utica. Oh, yeah, that was the title. Cool. It was yeah. really, the key to it was knowing that I had all the social media stuff. Like, I, no right. one had Uticast and anything. It was just, yeah, just yeah, right. sort of vague enough where yeah. Yeah. it does look like Utica Street. <laughs> when people want to, like, yeah. yeah, we live on Utica Street. Utica Street, yeah. <laughs> so, again, uh, where can people go real quickly before we do the lightning round so if they want to follow you? This is uh, your artist page, primarily? Yeah, uh, so my artist page is at Mike David Burke. Very nice. Um, so. um, yeah, you could pretty much get all the links right on our right on our, um, our podcast, Breaking Bread, which is on, I think, all the podcast apps, pretty much. Mm. And then SoundCloud is where we host out of, so you can even just jump right on Love SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, that's that. We've been on SoundCloud longer than anything. Uh, I feel like they have pro- a great format. Well, the RSS thing is really helpful. Yeah, and then uh, really the best part of it was always that if I put up a tweet that gets more than like six likes or something on Twitter, mm. I can just be like, check out SoundCloud links below, right? Just <laughs> like I'm a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, that's yeah. my whole plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into lightning round questions. I also included a special question Woo. for you guys. <laughs> uh, let's start with the special. Yes. Let's start with the special question. There's a new one. Uh, tell me one thing. You guys can decide who wants to go first. Sure. Tell me one thing that you believe. That almost nobody else agrees on. Uh, oh, oh wow! Do you have an answer? Uh, something I believe that nobody else has an answer. Doesn't on? have to be a serious that agrees, one. Like agrees. Agree, with. Oh, yeah, agrees. Yeah. With. Like for example, I think that uh, in Titanic, Jack is just uh, a depression fantasy of Rose. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that think I'm an insane person for thinking mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's fine. Okay, it's, I know I'm right. I thought about this the other day actually. Um, so I don't know if you're you're a big Doctor Who fan at all. I know um, vague things vaguely that, yeah, of yeah. it. So there's a, this other show called Broadchurch, which is like mm-hmm. another BBC show, mm-hmm. and like it has a whole bunch of different actors from Doctor Who on there. So my thing was, I wonder if Broadchurch is actually just a giant episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair. <laughs> I dig it. I, Doctor Who is one of those things that people tell me, mm-hmm. it, you probably get this before, if you like certain things, yeah. you like this, you need to watch this, right? Right, right? I've had so many, like, Kevin and Justin have told me yeah. a million times, like, 
you're, you're watching, you need to watch The Leftovers. I'm like, I don't have time oh, to dig into this. Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. Show, yeah. And Doctor Who's one of those kind of things. It's yeah. Like, oh, you like it's a heavy show, you definitely. You like all stuff, like, you should be into this. Right. right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Mike, what about you? Tell me something. Uh, Tom, Tom, what about you? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, that's good. Um, well, I, I'll either give you the political answer or a monetary answer. I, I try... Whatever you like. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, monetarily, I think pretty soon we, we're probably going to have to go to a, um, a, a supplemental basic income. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, we've talked about universal basic income here. On or the show is that, I'm sorry. What did I say? Supplemental. Yeah. I meant well, uni- yeah. Well, yeah. The universal is the idea that yeah. you're all going to get this this one broad yeah. thing. Like, okay. We'll say we've talked about this in the pod in the past because I, I love crap like that. Yeah. yeah. They tried this in Canada in a small uh, in like a small region. And it failed. Oh really? Really? Yeah, 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 I yeah. thought they did it in another country. Maybe they and did. It worked, but I don't think about- I don't think it's ready. I don't think we're at the point where there's. There's so much automation. Yet. I love the mm. idea of it, but yeah. this most—I feel like it mostly works in smaller Small countries. Island. There's so many people here. How do you? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. so many people compared to like Norway yeah. or Denmark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, where yeah. I think they were—they were, they were yeah. But I think we need to be a little bit more automated so that people start not working because everything would be automated at that point. Like cars driving all mm. like, freight around. I mean, there you go. There's a handful of jobs oh, lost. You want to right. get more. The real conspiracy one is you start, I've been saying this for years, right? Like, uh, our population just keeps growing and growing and growing and our yeah. oh, amount yeah. of jobs we have just keeps shrinking and shrinking and yeah. shrinking. Like, right. we are eventually, at, at some point in time, 50 years, 100 years, two, we're yeah. running out of things for people to do. Yeah. Right. Like, there's, I mean, there's, yeah. where's the point on the, on the timeline? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Exactly. It's somewhere. It's just yeah. the math. You know, I'm not a math guy, but the math is not good. It's not trending. <laughs> At in a some good point, way. we're just going to be into a virtual reality yeah. machine. As long as we don't end right up in. like the guys in Wally. So, that's what know, I was just going to yeah. say. That's like completely. That's, it's coming. Yeah, it is. Oh, I spent five hours playing Fallout yesterday. It's coming. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. All right, uh, lightning round questions. We're going to do this in serpentine fashion. Serpentine. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. All right. Mike Burke and Tom Malone of the Breaking Bread with Tom and Mike. Mike and Tom? Mike and Tom. With Mike, Mike and Tom, Tom. <laughs> podcast. I didn't know who wanted to <laughs> uh, Mike, let's start with you. Mike, when you wake up in the morning, uh-huh. how do you take your coffee? Black. Black. Were you always a black coffee guy or did you have no, to work I your used, way up to I it? No, I used to love creamer, actually, but I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> and at oh. some point, I was like, I can't do it. The mil- I hate milk. Mm. I could get around a lot of stuff, but yeah. damn, I love some cheese. I'm <laughs> cheese I know, I know. Is there any good, like... Lactose-free cheese—is that a thing that exists? Mm, I used to be vegetarian as well, so I like tried Daya cheese, which but yeah, it doesn't yeah. melt. Like it doesn't, doesn't melt. Right? Like what? you can't turn it into grilled cheese. Like it's like or it doesn't work. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? That's weird. Yeah. That sounds like some sort of black magic. It, it whatever was. you call it. It's it's your black magic bugger. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, like, it's 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 really crazy. That's like the one thing I've always yeah. heard about, like vegan cheese or like the like, right. It just doesn't it does not it doesn't melt. melt. Uh, it was super. What are they doing? It doesn't I what it seem right. Like. Yeah. Uh, Tom, say for you, how do you take your coffee? I'm not really a big coffee drinker, but no if coffee. I need to pick me up, I'll I'll usually have water, but I'll uh, I'll grab a Red Bull or something. Big Red New York Red Bulls fan, so. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I won't show you that I have it. I have a memorabilia from the very first. NYCFC game. My buddy was oh, yeah? season ticket holders for the first season. Oh, oh and man. he couldn't go to the first game because something happens. I took his ticket. Yeah. Uh-oh. And I have a little like, thing hanging on my door from the first game. He's mad. Yeah. Oh, Still man. Still That's there. awesome. Yeah. He was a soccer man. Good I game. love, yeah. Oh, yeah he's we're going to hate NYCFC, soccer, right? but oh, I like the Red Bulls. <laughs> Who's your Premier League team? Um, I guess I don't really... <sighs> it's hard to say. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't All know, right. man. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a uh, Red Bull Leipzig. <laughs> Leipzig. My dude, Nabi Kita, just came from Leipzig to Liverpool. Oh, this year, and he is a stud. All right, uh, Tom, stay with you for this one. Okay. What was your first automobile? Oh, I had a Honda. Like Honda Core, and I smashed that thing up all Smart. the time. I kept driving, kept driving, smashed it up some more, you know, and then sold it for a thousand bucks. My first car was an Accord, and my current car is an Accord. Oh. Not the same ah. ones. It's easy, <laughs> easy to fix those bad boys. Oh, uh, yeah. Runs like a dream for the most yeah. part, actually. Yeah. Mike, what about you? First car? It was a uh, 1993 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was just having this conversation uh. yesterday that Jeep. The biggest mistake Jeep ever made was mm-hmm. getting away from the dope box. Yes, they're, they're so I think that all the time. Looking. Oh my god, they're so much nicer than these like round, stupid Jeeps. round organic shapes they got going on. My dad had a Jeep Liberty for a while, and I was like, uh huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah, okay, yeah. You may or may not have taken your '93 Jeep Cherokee to see it. What was your first live music event? My first live <laughs> music event. <laughs> um, ah. Uh, Jeez, what was my first? I think actually, I like my buddy. You used to be into a lot of like Christian rock, so mm. we went to see this band called Kaylee Rain, which is like an Rain. Irish Christian rock band. Okay, and it was at the uh, Unadilla Sports nice. Center, I think. So. Nice. Yeah, it was my first like concert. I was like, wow, this is a concert. This is cool. Uh, as a pronounced atheist on this show, I've uh-huh. talked over the years that the only like Christian rock bands I remember. <laughs> were ones that I didn't know were Christian rock at the time. Like oh, when Switchfoot okay. popped out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, this song is all right. Yeah. Yeah. Reliant K, I yeah, did not Reliant know. K, I didn't Reliant K, Reliant K. Skillet. Skillet, didn't know that yeah. one didn't happen. Yeah, but how, also, do you, how do you qualify as being a Christian if you don't sing about, you know... Because I you worked in a record store. Yeah. That was the only reason, because I worked at a record <laughs> store, and they put it all in one oh, particular like genre. Christian rock I section. So, so that was always threw me off, like because somewhere along the line, like in the in the production, like they ask them, like, hey, we got to put a genre down yeah. right yeah. And someone had to make a decision like yeah, a boardroom like, I, like, I guess we're I guess yeah. we're yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know Disturbed at one point became a Christian rock <laughs> what oh, yeah. it made no sense yeah they went to they, for the, one of their records I forget what it was That's are funny. you a Sopranos guy Anyone? Uh, I don't really want <laughs> That happened to Janice's sister she also got into the Christian rock scene oh. like season 5 <laughs> of Sopranos it's a good season uh, Tom you may have taken your Honda Accord to see it but Ooh. what was your I probably did probably crunched it on the way over there uh I don't know. I think it was like um, uh, Green Day. Green Day. Might have mm-hmm. been, uh, or, or Blink-182. No, not Blink-182. Well, it was one of the punk rock yeah. bands in high school. It was right in the odd here. Oh, yeah, okay. I forgot what one it was. Nice. When you say Green Day to people below a certain age, yeah. they're confused at what you're talking about. Yeah, they yeah, think you're right. talking yeah. about like American Idiot Green Day. Because yeah. I brought right, this up to right. somebody, they're like, like, Green Day? I'm like, hang on. Uh, hold, hold, like, hold on. Dookie yeah. from Nimrod. Right. I'm like, this was important right. to me. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. It's not the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to come to you for this one. Give me one book, album, movie, or show you are currently listening to, reading, or watching. Okay. A uh, book I'm currently reading right now is called The Historian. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, what an amazing book. Mm-hmm. It's like basically like a new take on the Dracula story. Oh, really? But from like this perspective of a historian discovering yeah. it. And, like, nice. That's the yeah. second time I heard somebody like, mention that book. Within, within 24 huh. hours. Really? Wow. You want to talk about the book you have in front of you as well? Yes. Um, so I brought you a gift uh, oh, for, you know, very... having us on your show and oh, whatnot. Wow. So this is one of my the current book? books. Yeah. Is you? 
Yes, yeah, hell me. yeah, this is one of my. You left uh, new a nudie in one of the pages. I sure did. Yeah, centerfold, buddy. But yeah, that's my new poetry book. That's out. It's amazing. Yeah, I love the title. Fragments of a Disturbed Mind Poetry Book by Mike D. Burke. I don't know why I'm holding it up. Yeah, so we take our shirts off. No. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Tom, do you have any books that you've written as well? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to read. No, but I, I've been watching the show, uh, and, and you actually bummed me out because I thought it was only one season and then canceled. But um, you're the worst. It's a show. Oh, where you're the worst. Yeah. I. I don't it know what it might was originally. It I think it was on Hulu. It, it, it mm. is exceptional. It is really good. It is, good. right? It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm trying to... Th- I feel like I've seen that name a lot recently. Here's mm. like, this is the problem with like the world we live in. There's so much stuff Contact. that people are like. There's so many There's good so things. There's so much stuff. I just finished that show on HBO Succession, and I keep telling oh. people to watch it, but like yeah. again, it's a hard ask. It's yeah. like an hour an episode. It's a lot of time yeah, to right. commit. Right. I feel like asshole you know, comedy. That's yeah. a good... You're the worst. Is really yeah, good. They're yeah, just yeah. terrible people, and it's Jerks. amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stay with you for this one. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, <laughs> if you could have dinner with any person, Ooh. living or dead, who is not your family, who would it be, and why? You know, I thought about this because I knew it was coming. Mm, good, <laughs> and good. I, and I thought about all these amazing, inspirational people through history. Yeah. And I thought, you know, what would be even cooler than any of these people is to have dinner with a caveman. Caveman, like a Neanderthal. Oh yes, I think it would be yes. cool because first off, they wouldn't know what the fuck. <laughs> Nightmare. They'd be, they would, they wouldn't know how to use a fork. You know, they think it was a weapon or something. Yeah. And then just seeing how you know a caveman would act would be pretty cool. You know. See, every time I think <laughs> I was like babysitting a two-year-old. <laughs> See, I assume that every caveman will be like Phil Hartman in Saturday Night Live as unfrozen caveman lawyer. Like, I'm just a caveman. You're right. When I see your airplanes, I'm like, is that a giant bird? I don't know. Oh. Uh, all right, uh, oh, Mike. Same question for you. You could have dinner with any person, living or dead, who is not your family. Uh, who would it be? Boy, man, God, that's such a tough question. Tom Malone. Tom. Yeah, Tom Malone. yeah. If I could have dinner with anybody, be this guy <laughs> every night. No. Um, I think actually Bruce Lee. Um, oh, that's wicked. I'm a huge oh, Bruce nice. Lee guy. Uh, I think he just had so much going on, like mm. you know, not only in martial arts or in you know physical and or as an actor and stuff like that, but like. You know, something I'm always interested in is, like, time management and stuff. Mm. Like, he, like, crunched in so much stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and he just, he did it. And I think that's amazing. Never one of those, like, deaths like Jim Henson that just sort of, like, yeah. felt preventable in a weird way. It's just yeah. like, well, he yeah. went to bed and then just, that's it. You know? yeah. Just, like, I, sad yeah. stuff, man. Sad, sad stuff. What are you creative people? I don't know <laughs> what it is with all these creative types. Yeah, right. And, like, Early think, deaths. What's crazy about Bruce Lee, too, you yeah. think about all, like, the people... In his career, who like yeah. sort of he touched in weird ways, right? Yeah. Like all the celebrities, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Kareem I mean, like, yeah, that's true. You know, that's like, a weird one. Uh, just I was just yeah. watching. There was just something about like his son doing the crow, which is another movie. That oh yeah, made, like, yeah, another one. For, Jeez, like, yeah. like yeah, that was where the triad killed him or something like that. I heard. Yeah, yeah. sad. Well, Bruce Lee though, the crazy thing about Bruce Lee, I read the one story I think about Bruce Lee is mm. like I remember he was on set for some movie, and like a dude who was a cameraman was like fucking guff to him and like he challenged him and like Bruce Lee whooped his ass and I was like alright get back to work <laughs> like he just beat him up and then told him to go back behind the camera hey that sounds about right I don't know uh, and I'll give you guys both this one at the same time as we close on um, Tom Malone Mike Burke Breaking mm. Bread with Mike and Tom podcast give me one more thing that each of you guys are passionate about 
Go ahead, sir. My, um, my good sir. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the arts. I don't know, mm. in general. Just, like, you know, creating good projects and stuff, you know, and really and really actually taking action and doing it, not just, like, talking about it. Like, there's a lot of people who are just mm. constantly talking. You know, you, you've had it. People talk to you all the time. Oh, there's this idea, this idea. Do it. Just do it. Don't even talk yeah, to me show about me some it. Results. Let's, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like when we started the podcast, he's like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I was like, okay, that's cool. But you never know if your buddies are going to actually do something. He's like, no, we're starting it now. I just bought equipment. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> just, said, okay, yeah. and I hit buy. Yep. <laughs> this podcast exists solely because of happenstance and stubbornness. Mm-hmm. So like, we did the first episode as a pilot episode, like yeah. episode zero. Yep. Like This went okay, yeah. and we went to the first episode the next week, and then... I got stubborn and I was like, well, every week, this is it now, right? Like, <laughs> it wasn't our it. life. Yeah. This yeah. is the way things are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am Tom Jim. Yeah, I, I've been doing, um, if I was retired and I had a million dollars right now, I would make YouTube videos every, Just I don't constantly. know, a few yeah, weeks. Yeah. yeah. And what? I have, uh, I, I've done a series on YouTube. It's a bucket list series. Nice. So, like, it started off with me doing a coast to coast motorcycle trip mm-hmm. and, uh, I, like, kind of vlogged the whole thing in, like, 10 parts. Mm. And, uh, I, I did other things. I wanted to see the Northern Lights. I, I wanted, you know, I'm going to Oktoberfest this year. Yeah. Nice. I'm like, yeah, and I'm going to just make these wicked videos. And hopefully they're they're semi-entertaining, so. <laughs> uh, we've, I've talked about that before. I'm a big YouTube mark as yeah. well. Uh, I, I'm, I talk about it every podcast, apparently. There's a guy, Kevin Perger, who does this podcast called Defunct Land, which Defunct. is all about um, abandoned or old amusement parks or amusement park rides that and, sounds awesome and i'm like super into it it's yeah. like it was like way up my wheelhouse and oh, i like the idea of stuff like that yeah i've talked about doing some sort of unicast stuff but it's always just like have people we have an emulator like a video game emulator yeah so oh, i basically okay. want to copy the idea that the up up down down guys do which is like interview somebody while playing a game they played growing up like, <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome and play like River City Ransom on Nintendo and yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. like Nintendo games. Yeah, oh, that's man. cool. Yeah. I'll have to listen we'll... back on this and get all these ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? They're all mine. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't copyright nothing yet. <laughs> and I guess while we're sitting here, what's uh, you guys listening to any podcasts on your own, Merritt, at the moment? Um, I started listening to Couples Therapy with... Um, mm. Yeah. Casey Neistat. Yeah, Casey Neistat and, uh, and his oh, wife. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Because they just cool. started the podcast thing, too. and they're, and they're Relationships they, type thing? Yeah relationship and also work type thing you yeah. know so and Casey Nice that's just interesting in general 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 mm. mm. she was Utah mm. nice. um, so I started listening to that one recently I just started listening to this podcast it's pretty it's okay it's uh it's not as good as ours. It's, it's yeah, a, well, called the Unicast. Oh, no, <laughs> what a show this guy! I'm just kidding, man. But yeah, no, I, I I like your podcast, man. I was like, oh, you know, especially with all the local stuff. I saw he turned me on to that obviously because I, I didn't hear about it until they started talking about the uh, uh, what do you call it, Handshake City and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, you know, it's I'll tell you a funny story about the Handshake City thing. Um, you know, Justin comes in. All sorts of ideas all the yeah. time. Usually yeah. early in the morning. I'm blasting in here 7.30. It's 4 in the morning. He's like, yeah. hey, I got an idea for you, right? <laughs> and the most, uh, mo- the most damning one that I hold over his head to this day, and he gets annoyed when I talk about it, uh. is he told me he was going to buy an RV. And I was like, this is a waste of money. <laughs> sounds like this, 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 this is a boondoggle. It's a waste of money. You're going to regret it. He's like, no, 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 And then, of course, like a year later, it was like sitting in the back of Kate's house for like the oh, and broke it down. No. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I... I want to tell you I told you so, so I'm yeah. going to tell you I told you so. <laughs> so, you know, I was already, I had one up on him. So yeah. when he came in to pitch this container park idea, he mm-hmm. used to live upstairs, like above me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I remember walking upstairs one day, and he's got the table, like, all cleared off, and he loves Tetris, so he has all these, like, overgrown Tetris pieces. <laughs> oh, and yeah. he's got them 
like Fair positioned enough. on the table, and yeah. he's like got like like Legos and Lincoln. Logs. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you like playing? Are yeah. you playing? Are you still uh, like playing? <laughs> Should we call somebody? And he's talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and he's talking about these container parks, and I'm like looking at this like crudely built diorama <laughs> on a table. I'm like, I think you've lost it. All right, <laughs> let me let me ask yeah. you this because this we talked about it on the podcast. It, they, there's donations. I mean, is it? Or, yeah, it's, I I am. A hundred percent, the wrong guy to talk to. Okay, okay. like right. finances. Uh, there, there's basically wait. I don't know. If it's, it's not as easy or... as you'd think to to get vendors in because there's a lot more. There's stuff that we don't necessarily want to do that you're forced to do because of the city or because uh-huh. of codes or right. certain like yeah. fees right. and licenses and things you have to get around. Yeah. So oh, I think I they're trying to okay. find a way to make okay. it. Uh, to compensate for the fact that there's all these fees we have to pay no matter what. Okay. Right? So by certain ways of doing again, I, I don't know if I Why I'm, wouldn't you call yeah. it rent though? That's what was confusing me. I, you know? I'm so not the I'm so not the guy to talk to about that. I can call Justin's track phone if you want no, to. No, no, no. Get him it's over here. Get him on. No, he's, he's, we'll reach out at some point probably and say jump on our, our show. He's down at the park. If you ever want to literally He's just down there. He's literally there all day long. Like I love, if you drive by, look for the guy wearing wolf sweatpants and a sleeveless t shirt. Yeah, wolf right. sweatpants. I love the the uh, the story about the tarp you know and the tarp <laughs> ripping they, they put a bunch of that was a good one I was there for, I was watching that as it happened so, you know and he he's such an amb- I think that's what happens though. when you are an ambitious person yeah. right? when you have those yeah. those deep wells of like it. ambition and drive to do yeah. something you do unrealistic like expectations <laughs> yeah. for things it's like yeah. yeah of course I can just pull 600 pounds of, <laughs> why couldn't why I why can't I of course yeah. it'll work right yeah. like that's it just tugs on it and it's obviously not moving so it's then. the gift and curse of like optimism right like it's just the way it is uh, oh, Mike and Tim Mike and Tom from the Breaking Bread with Mike and Tom podcast thank you guys so much and I guess I'll see you a week from tomorrow yep the Correct. 22nd uh, good no week from right? Wednesday week from Wednesday right, I knew that right. yeah. I knew that yeah, we all know it. it's just too early uh, Mike, Thanks Tom, for thank you guys on, so much. Man. Congratulations. Best yeah. of luck. Thank uh, you. I'm one of those nice podcasters. I support <laughs> the whole podcasting community. Yeah, that's, yeah, all, we that's how too. we want to be, too. Yeah. So. There's no reason. You know, there's only so many people in this town who know what podcasts are. I've had to explain. Right, exactly. It's like the radio, but you can have it whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, folks, uh, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Bye. I like creative writing. No, I definitely like, I was into creative writing. I took it in college, but poetry was like the one thing that sort of, like, uh, I I couldn't really grasp it. Yeah, but like, you've written a lot of songs. Songs rhyme. Songs have like verse and meter. You know how I feel about all the songs I've written, all the lyrics. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah, sure, but like, it's still there. You know what I mean? You still use the words. You can write a song about anything, you know? It's true. It's a great point. You can write a song about anything. Had to write a song about this coffee cup right now. Very hot coffee pot on ugly glass. Person. Oh, good. Ugly cup. I can't sing or read. All right, good. Excellent. <laughs> See, that's not your. No, it's not, it's not my. <laughs> Tighten up. Uh, Got all the other podcasts in town coming for us. Why not over here. At least I know this person. I don't know anything about Twenty Smug. 
Uh, well, we would never be able to pull it off because we're not married and we don't have the talent. No. Uh, but on this day, that's right, history lessons are back, by the way, folks. On this day, 1965, husband and wife duo Sonny and Cher reached number one with their hit single, I Got You, Babe. Um, I always, uh, I remember Sonny and Cher because my mom liked it, but they had like a variety show. You remember their like TV mm-hmm. variety show? Yep. It got me thinking about this. Like, could you do that today? Like, could there be, like, a Jay-Z and Beyonce show that people would watch? Like, at least for, like, one, like, like, like ten episodes a season. You just Jay-Z and Beyonce with all their pals out there doing, like, skits sure. and performing. I feel like there's a market for that. Well, yeah. It's like that one show, that Nick Cannon show that he had. That was, like, a reality show, though. Like, not, it's not, like... But they it, brought it back. What, the Newlywed show? No, not that one. The one where they, like, they rap back and forth. Wild and Out? Yeah, they have, like, a new version of it back in Right, but it wasn't, like, him and Jessica Simpson were out there doing it together. Like, I'm talking about, like, a married couple, like, an entertainment oh. power couple that's got a show together and doing that kind of thing. It's kind of cool as a concept. It's not something you'd necessarily see people, like, buy into today. Well, I think because nowadays, why would you want to? We can see it, but There's I so many other avenues to make money. Like, what the hell do I want to go out there and do a live, mm-hmm. like, sketch variety show with my wife? I don't think I'd want to watch it. it sounds like who it was. Can you guys name another song by Sonny and Cher besides I Got You, Babe? No. No. They had number one more number one song in 1965. It was called Baby Don't Go, which apparently was number one. I, I didn't hear it, so I don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, Cher went on to hire success uh, solo artists years later, and Sonny Bono would eventually become a representative to Congress for California, and then he had a skiing accident, which I was very sad. Mm-hmm. He looked a lot like people, someone who would hang out with my dad. If you look at little pictures, it's like a bowl cut <laughs> like and mustache. Yeah, like all of our dads. <laughs> he very much looked like one of our dads. Uh, so yeah, Sonny and Cher. Uh, I'm actually going to go back in time for this one. And this one, 1962. Ringo Starr replaced Pete Best as the drummer for the Beatles. Uh, Kev, we've been in bands where people have left to go to join other bands or we've left to join other bands. This is worst case scenario for Pete Best, right? Like, oh, it's fine. They're going to get Ringo and they're going to be a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he kicked himself. It doesn't, get, it doesn't get too much worse than that, no. Like, like there's definitely a moment where you know Pete Best was like, whatever, those guys, are, they're never going to make it anyway, right? Like, you know that had to happen just naturally in the course of getting kicked out of a band. I've done that to people before. Mm-hmm. Not been kicked out of bands, but like people who've left my bands and like, oh, I hope they fail <laughs> like that's your first thing i don't want them to be as good as my band uh if ringo star was not in the beatles would it have been the same I mean, it's hard sure. to say right Ring- well ringo's kind of an interesting personality he's like sort of a weirdo right i don't know anything about pete best but i guess it's because he's not in the band <laughs> right uh all right well that's all yeah no there's no there's no stopping the other three even with somebody else, they would have been yeah. just fine. Ringo's, Ringo's kind of quirky, though. He had, yeah. him, though. he had a couple songs. He had a couple songs that like they wrote for him. Do you know anyone who Ringo is their favorite Beatle? Anyone? I'm sure. There's a lot of contrarian <laughs> people out there. 1%. The answer probably is probably Parkinson. <laughs> Parkinson's favorite Beatle is probably Ringo. No, George Harrison. I think he told me is his favorite uh, Beatle. That would make sense. He's gonna he's gonna complain about him. Uh, I really gonna go farther back on this day, 1899. Alfred Hitchcock was born. Uh, oh, wow. I don't know if people talk about, like, do people still talk about Alfred Hitchcock and the pantheon of great directors? Or they it, should. They should. I but still watch some of his stuff on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Alfred Hitchcock, but, like, has the... Is that a name that still, like, means something to people? Or is it just, like, in... It's not like, Sp- you know, Spielberg's, like, that name now, I think, for younger folks, right? Well, because people know him. I mean, to people who know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I loved Alfred Hitchcock growing up. I always, because I remember having like a film study class in school. Mm-hmm. They made us watch like North by Northwest. 
I found a list that compiled, like, if you took the money that these movies earned and, like, what, what do you call it? You know, adjusted for inflation for today. The five most successful uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies. What do you think the number one was? The most successful Alfred Hitchcock movie in terms of money? The Birds. The Birds. That one didn't even make the top ten. It really? was Rear I Window. Like that movie. Mm. Adjusted for inflation, Rear Window would have made $452 million. Wow. Number two was Psycho. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, number three was something called Notorious from 1946, mm -hmm. which I, I don't know if you know that one. Something called Spellbound from mm -hmm. 1945, and then North by Northwest, which is the one that I think is probably uh, my favorite. Birds is number 12. Mm. Would have made $151 million, I which... I've watched that movie, like, several times. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, you like that one? I really like that movie. Are you familiar with the sequel, The Birds 2, Land's End? No. Oh, it's crummy. You I'm, should look. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's got get nothing to do with it. Uh, yeah, look up the birds too. It's it's worth a laugh. Uh, on this day, nineteen ninety seven, the first episode of South Park aired on television. Mm -hmm. uh, we were watching Rick and Morty a couple days ago, and we got in a conversation about like the the cult of personality and like the narrative around that show, Rick and Morty. It's like oh, like the fans think that they're like smarter than everybody else. Yes. That wasn't a South Park thing, too, right? Not like, at all. No, but Not like, even remotely. But I would feel like South Park is probably the smartest cartoon show that was ever made. It took South Park a long time. That's a great point. Like they didn't get there initially. Yeah. Yeah, because early South Park was just like swearing. It's a, it's a show yeah, that's been around for a long time. It's evolved. Got a little bit more it's a show that's evolved quite a bit yeah. over the time that it's been on. You know what I mean? It's been a couple different shows, and there were always the DNA of each of the different kinds of shows. It's been the whole time that it's been on, but it's definitely mm -hmm. shifted focus. I mean, it's. Been on for what you said, twenty years now. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, twenty one probably. Twenty one. Yeah. What's the first South Park episode you remember, Heather? That I remember. Um, the first uh, South Park thing that comes to your mind, if I say South Park. When they were, um, oh gosh, I can't remember, but there was something when there was some like virus going around and they were wiping everybody on the rugs and. I can't remember <laughs> it. There was like some virus going around and they were. It was coming from another country and they're taking that. Re that ethnic and like oh the Peruvian pan flute yes. thing so, yes. oh with the guinea pigs yes yeah yeah the Peruvian pan flute band episode <laughs> that's, that's very that's good that's the first one that comes to my mind every time I think Kev, what about you first South Park thing that pops to your mind when I say South Park thing or episode let's say thing different. first yeah first the animation animation the animation is it's so um simple and iconic and not to you know be too fancy about it but like to accomplish the things they do with it being as simple as it is and the way that it allows them to be leaner and produce shows more quickly because it's mm -hmm. easier to put together is uh, pretty innovative. And so that's the first thing, whenever I think of South Park, I think about that bright, you know, the bright blocks of color that make up the characters, you know, the circles yeah. and squares and stuff that they put together to make these really, really distinct, complex characters. Uh, and what's your first episode that comes to your mind? I mean, I was when I was a kid, I was watching it, like, when it came out. Yeah, Because like, yeah. there was enough hype about it, so I probably watched that whole, like, first and second season. Um, but thinking about it now, I think about all the stuff I've come to later when I didn't watch it for years and years and years and all, like, coming to find, like, different things with, like, the Randy Marsh character. You know what I mean? And watching different people, like, develop and watch the different things that happen. Randy Moss, uh, Randy Marsh is easily, like, one of my top five, like, television characters, full stop. Like, not even animated on it. Like, he's, like, it's so unreal. Uh, and it's like anything else, like Simpsons. Like Simpsons got better when Homer sort of became the focus of the show, as opposed it's to Bart. Part, yeah. uh, I don't think that South Park ever shifted the focus to Randy, but once they gave Randy more things to do and gave the adults more things to do, I think South Park mm. they got a little better. Um, would you rank it ahead of Simpsons or behind Simpsons? Number one cartoon series, animated series of all time. You got to put it behind the Simpsons. Yeah, definitely. 
So even though Simpsons was objectively amazing for only like eight seasons, those eight seasons are good enough to be still be the best cartoon show of all time. We ignore like 20 seasons of mediocre Simpsons. Yeah. I think that, because that's what I watched more too. That's what I remember. I think the fact that South Park has an episode called Simpsons Did It, where they talk about every cartoon series steals from the Simpsons, mm. sort of justifies the fact well, that... Well, I, yeah. I think that's what it is. You don't have South Park without having the Simpsons. You know what yeah. I mean? And even still, like, South Park, one of the things it's got is its longevity, but, like, Simpsons trounces that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it may not be, you know, the same, like, fully um, critically appreciated show that it was at the beginning, mm-hmm. but, like, people are still watching every yeah. week, you know? Every week for X amount of years, people mm-hmm. are still watching. And last but not least, on this day, 1998, this was a big one, uh, President Bill Clinton admits to improper physical relationship with intern Monica Lewinsky and also admits that he misled the American people about their relationship. And the Republican Congress demanded that this was egregious and no president could ever stand as president with such uh, poor moral failing and, and behavior. Is what I'm, the Republicans said. Many of those Republicans who are still um, yeah. in Congress now, mm-hmm. actually, as a matter of fact, which is quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's only 20, it's 20 years. Mike Pence, yeah. as a matter of fact. Well, Mike Pence was on record talking about how you can't you can't mm-hmm. be president if you're going to conduct yourself like that. So um, anytime anybody tries to tell you that they're anything but hypocrites in the Republican Party, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Tell them. Tell them. Wrong. Have you, have you noticed that she's sort of like come out of like her media blackout in the last couple of years? I start seeing her a lot, like talking. Ooh. Monica Lewinsky. Like in the last what five? Yeah, since like five years. There, well, there's an article that says in 2014 she wrote like a major like article about like yeah. what happened, which was the first yeah. time she came back. I feel like you see her a lot more though now, like in the last couple of years. I feel like I've seen her at like speaking things. Yeah, she's talk. easy to trot out when Hillary is running for president. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, then you get some book deals. You can be like, got yeah, 20 years, and so you run through the Hillary 20 year cycle. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's move past history lessons, and here's a, a real doomsday report. Uh, I read this earlier this week, and it made me sad. Did you guys read about this, that half of the Great Barrier Reef has yeah. been bleached to death since 2016 and yeah. uh, will never come back? They're trying to find new ways to have it. Mm. Read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys don't know what bleaching is, mass coral bleaching is a global problem triggered by climate change. Well, mm-hmm. So obviously it's not a real problem then, no. right? Because mm-hmm. climate change is no, not, not real. real. But whatever. Uh, okay, it occurs when unnaturally hot ocean water destroys reefs' colorful algae, leaving the coral to starve. I think that was a weird thing I found out. Like that moment when you're a kid, you find out that coral is alive. Yeah, it's not, I remember it's, that. It's not like a rock. You're like, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so uh, the effect is akin to a fire after a, de- uh, a forest after devastating fire. Much of the marine ecosystem along the reef's north coast has become barren and has little hope of recovery. Just scary stuff. Very sad. Um, you know, our planet's got all sorts of cool stuff on it. I don't know if you guys knew this. National Geographic and stuff will show you, but we only have one of these planets and all these things, not to get too preachy about it, but it makes me sad to read stuff like this. So, I don't know. Uh, let's move on to something a little lighter. I know you guys don't really care for award shows like the Oscars and stuff the way I do, but did you guys read that the Oscars is coming up with a new uh, movie category? It's getting a lot of thought on the internet. The Oscars, starting maybe in 2020, is going to start giving out a new category for most popular film. So not best film, but most popular film of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they. I don't know if they've given out like what they're going to decide. Is it like just the movie that made the most money? Is it like just the like the? Yeah, how do they? 
Yeah, what determines... Well, this is best, what would be the difference? The best... What you, they think's the best? Well, no, yeah, the, yeah. The that's that difference is the thing. But how but, do you how, how do, do you determine how, popularity? How right? do you determine which is the popular? Yeah, because like you could say it's just the movie that makes the most money, right? So in that case, like last year, it would have been like Black Panther was the most popular movie in America, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's not up for. Although I wonder if it'll be up for any awards this year. Well, that's why they're making this award. Yeah, they're making it for Black Panther. Hundred percent. You think so? Ten billion percent. Yeah, but it wouldn't be up. It's not until twenty twenty. They wouldn't be able to give it to it next year. Well, it's it for wouldn't? movies like Black Panther. Wouldn't it be twenty nineteen? Black Panther. If they're not doing this till twenty twenty, they'd miss it by. Eight. I don't yeah, know. I don't right. know what they're doing. I just you said they're gonna have a popular movie award. I, they're starting it later. It would make sense. Black Panther is the first thing I thought of. I was like, well, this yeah. movie was obviously the most popular movie, and if they're not gonna give it the best movie because it's a superhero movie or like a low brow like, action movie, I think it's the best actor too and best actress. Yeah, they should do that for everything. Most anyway, popular, most popular, a- popular yeah. actress. It would popular. be The Rock every year, just <laughs> the guy who makes the most money every. Year. <laughs> I sort of like the idea of it. Like, because you want to, like, give this movie, like, respect for being, like, the movie that got the most talking points. But then wouldn't you just, wouldn't you just make an argument for being, like, the best movie of the year? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I have mixed thoughts about it. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I think it's it's good for them to be able to separate so they can bring recognition to movies that are very clearly not a best movie contender, but were very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a similar thing. Like, you know, there's there's musicians who put out incredible albums and then there's musicians who put out really popular albums and popular songs you have to recognize both but you can't pretend that they're both the same right you know what I mean right 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 exactly that's a, I think it's a fair point like I feel like when Tom Waits puts out an album or like I, I was thinking like Leonard Cohen right a guy like Leonard Cohen Leonard puts Cohen. out an album and he might win best album this and that and a guy like Justin Bieber puts out an album it might not be the same level of musicianship and like yeah. reverence and artistry and all that stuff but you can't deny how popular these things are so I think it's good for them to find a way to sort of meet in the middle and acknowledge the huge impact that things like superhero movies and um, progressive horror movies and all sorts of different things like that are having on the movie-watching culture because that's why I think people have felt so disconnected from yeah. the Oscars because like they don't really talk about the movies I like. Yeah. How many times have you heard people say, I haven't seen any of these movies? No, I don't even know what these are. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you've got to find a way to appeal to everybody and not just the people who sniff their own farts <laughs> to use the South Park reference. Full I, circle. I think they should go back and retroactively hand the award out to like the '90s or to back yeah. to a certain age, right? Like Jurassic Park should have got it in like '93. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I mean, like uh, I'm trying to think, like like Blair Witch Project should have got something. It the was Ringer did that. The Ringer went back and did, did like I, every year, and they were like, "This is what it should have been for 25 years." Yeah, yeah. I pulled right that up, it. but I didn't want to dig into all of it. They didn't do every year, though. That's why no, I didn't no. want to read everything. Uh, but yeah, it's true. Like I guess, I guess because I, I think Black Panther was the first thing I thought because that movie was a cultural like. And I have to sit down and look at what movies came out this year too because I think there's probably one or two others that I'm not thinking of that all sort of mishmash together. Like, oh yeah, that. Listen, Crazy Rich Asians is going to make like a hundred billion dollars this weekend. That's my prediction. So that's mm-hmm. going to win popular are movie you, of the year. Are you next interested year. in seeing that at all? I like Aquafina. That's my okay. girl. She <laughs> cracks me up. So I would go just. I probably laugh. Probably be funny. I'm sure it's funny. At least I heard it's good. So all right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I'm just going to talk about a nice story for once. Talk oh, about the Doomsday yeah. Report. We talk about uh, bad stuff all the time. Uh, we'll talk about one of my favorite bands, Pearl Jam. Uh, they played... Uh, fans poured into Safeco Field over the weekend to see Pearl Jam play for the first time in Seattle since 2013. Uh, over the Wednesday... Uh, of the Wednesday and Friday concerts, Pearl Jam uh, raised $11 million to fight homelessness in Seattle over the course of these two days. That's great. That's so, awesome. nice to see... Our lads at Pearl Jam doing good stuff. Walking the walk. We had this conversation a couple of days ago because you asked me if Pearl Jam was in my top five favorite bands, and we mm-hmm. had a real deep conversation about it. Uh, 
hard not to like guys like Eddie Vedder and the guys in Pearl Jam. Put their head down and do the work. Doing the work. And they've always sort of been that way, too. Yeah, like, almost always. to a fault for their career sometimes. Always. What's your first Pearl Jam thought? If I say Pearl Jam, Heather, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, that movie. Singles? No. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about that. They were in that movie. In the Wild, I think it is. Oh, Into the Wild. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. really great on that soundtrack. My mom told me once that she's like, I watched that movie and it made me think of you. I'm like, do you think that I'm a homeless person living in a van? I, I don't know if I think that's a compliment. Maybe she's and, trying to think that you're No, did you, have you ever, did you see the did movie? Did you watch the movie? No. <laughs> okay, no, you're that, fine. That's not what it's about. You're fine. That's you're not, not that what it's person. about. Uh, <laughs> I got the book. You should read the book. If you're going to, if you're thinking about watching the movie, yeah, read the book. Yeah, that's what I heard the book Because it's pretty short. Yeah. Which is why I never watched the movie. I did that thing that you yeah, do yeah. where it's like, I don't want to watch this movie because I've heard the book is good and then I'll read the book first and then never got around to the book, right? So. And just one more story that makes me laugh this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, six crows. This is, from, uh, this is from The Guardian. So this is England. News from England. Six crows trained to pick up cigarette butts and rubbish will be put to work next week at a French historical theme park, according to its president. Quote, the goal is not just to clean up because the visitors are generally careful to keep things clean, but also to show that, quote, nature itself can teach us to take care of the environment, which is an amazing mm-hmm. quote. Uh, these birds, which are not crows, they're called rooks, which are a member of the crow family, are considered to be particularly intelligent and in the right circumstances like to communicate with humans and establish a relationship through play. Uh, the crows will be encouraged to pick up the park uh, with the use of a small food box that will deliver a nugget of bird food each time the rook deposits a cigarette or small piece of rubbish. Uh, I think this is amazing. I saw this recently. Although this is in France, so I really think this is going to lead to a lot of smoking crows in the next like five or six years. They're just going to start smoking and looking down at all the guests. (laughs) What are your your thoughts about French crows cleaning up parks, and how should we use this for Handshake City? I think it's amazing. (laughs) We should be be training crows immediately. Uh, Crows are super smart, and if they want to do the work and we can get the help, it seems like a no-brainer. This is, uh, this is amazing. So you're pro-crow. I didn't know pro that was... Pro-crow, my God. I'm, yeah, I'm very pro-crow. Give them something of value around here. I think... Absolutely. I'm, I'm into this, but should we import French crows, or should we use local crows? We've got enough crows. Mm-hmm. We've got yeah, enough we crows. Plenty. All right. Actually, I haven't seen the crow swarms in a lot of years. What? Really? Uh, I haven't really noticed them. Uh, all right, let's close out this week with two quick questions as we uh, play games from other podcasts. Uh, I talked about this with Kevin off the air, but I want to ask you, Heather. There was a question on a podcast uh, on a mailbag I read last week about which game show had the best final round. Which game show has the best oh. final round, like Double Dare or something like that? Uh, my answer with Kevin off the air was Legends of the Hidden Temple yeah, of on Nickelodeon, where you run through the temple. Uh, but is there anything you could think of off the top of your head, Heather? Any game shows with things at the end? That. Not really. I mean, the only thing I think of was like Family Feud at the end when they had oh, the, the bonus. Because I'm the always, fast money rounds. Yes, that's a good one. I feel like I would be really terrible. Like, it seems like I'd be good at that. Like in my head, I'm I like, feel I like you would be good at that. No, I I think <laughs> that. But once you're up there with like the lights on and like the bright lights and the timer, like ah, I would fail miserably. At I feel that. like you'd psych yourself out and make weird choices. Yeah, I feel like you'd be picking like <laughs> you'd overthink. You'd be like, well. And then it's just, you know, one of those things. What did they do? They did it in, like, a show. I don't remember what show it was, but they were making fun of Family Feud. might have been Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Something you put in your coffee. Pretzel sticks! Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, damn. <laughs> I would be good. horrible. Uh, I feel like uh, like, Jep- like Final Jeopardy is one that people were saying, that's, like, a kind of a letdown. You have one question, and if you don't know the answer... It's iconic. 
But you all, we all Simple. want. You want to see if they're going to lose their money sense. or not. None of you guys like yeah. Double Dare, I feel like, is the easy I choice. I forgot about yeah. that one. What do they do? Double Dare has the whole obstacle the course where you run through all the different oh, physical challenges. The thing, no, yeah. no, I think that was right. just the end. Yeah, just the, or Nick Arcade where you go inside the video game and you play against What about the Aggro Crag? The Aggro Crag is a good answer. The Aggro Crag was almost worth the rest of the crummy events on. I liked the elimination course at um, American Gladiators. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is That's guts. more than like yeah. a game show. Like, they're like athletes. I forgot about that show, too. That's they're my... not just like folks who were on vacation in Florida that got randomly like, selected. See? This is my new th- my idea for a television show. It's, you just get the eliminator course from American Gladiators and you combine it with like a televised court show, right? <laughs> so it's like me and Heather go in and it's like, the plaintiff, Heather, says that Sam stole food from her party and didn't pay her back. Yeah. Sam says they were at a party. He didn't have to pay for it. They're going to solve it on the Eliminator, right? Like, and that's how, that. yeah, you have to sign off, and no matter what, you have to go with the results. You'd be paying for that food. Sure, but listen, <laughs> if, but if I sign off on it, I have no choice. That's the whole point. So, like, uh, sort of like a Judge Judy meets the American Gladiators type thing, right? Oh. I'm into it. Uh, all right. And last but not least, uh, this one is not from anything else, just from something. Kevin and I finished watching Friends for maybe the third time since we've known each other, like all the way through. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen it a bunch. You've seen it. I've seen it. I love Friends. Uh, but we were talking about it's nice background noise TV. Got Great, it's just like on, and you're like, oh, it was, yeah, it was like ten episodes. <laughs> well, Blows by. Over, not even that. It's like it played overnight. You pick up the next day, like, oh, the next season, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know what happens. But we were talking about. Uh, you, you were saying like, you're surprised that no one has made like a real central perk to get in on like the like mm. the the thing. Like, oh, it'd be cool to go there. And I mentioned that somebody did. Like, there was a pop up store in New York that came a couple years ago that was like a pop-up central perk and you could go sit on the orange couch and get a like eight dollar cup of eight o'clock coffee like in, in a central perk mug uh and it got uh got me thinking about this so i went online and looked up what are some fictional locations from television shows that you wish were real that you would you would go to if they were real so like the bar from it's always sunny in philadelphia you're gonna go to patty's pub if that's a real place you know what i mean mm. i'll uh, i'll run through a couple that i found on here uh the max which was the restaurant from Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. So you could do like the Saved by the Bell like cafe shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, cafe 80s, which is the thing from Back to the Future Part 2 where Marty goes in to the restaurant to get the soda. Uh, the Peach Pit, if you're a 90210 person. Oh, I love that. GFOP Luke Perry from last week's episode. He knows all about the Peach Pit. He's a big fan. Uh, what else do we have in here? Uh, something from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Something called Perry's Pizza. I don't know. I never saw that movie. Mm. Oh. Uh, and then Arnold's from uh, Happy Days. That's where all that guys hung out. Mm-hmm. Where did Doug... Where was the restaurant from Doug? Like the cartoon... Was that... The, no the Honker Burger? Am Honker I thinking? Burger. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, and then Stan Makita's Donut Shop from Wayne's World. So all these fictional locations, I feel like I can get behind the Wayne's Worlds. Uh, and then also that Palestinian chicken restaurant from that one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I wish that was a real place. Seemed very tasty. I feel like there's a lot of Palestinian chicken out there. So what are you watching right now? Heather, what's like your show of choice right mm. now? I'm sorry, watching Claw. Claws. Mm-hmm. All right. There's so nothing I want out of nothing I, Nothing you want out of I want to be in that place. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's no fictional location in succession. I don't want to be in any of the nail salons or any of that, so I can't quite be. I mean, I don't want to go to Westworld. Like, even if... Um, I do want to go to Westworld. I, I, I would be on the first round I want to go to West. That would be a good one. Yeah, 100%. So I go. Expensive. I don't care. Yeah, but if you can go, you can go. I'm going. You know what I mean? 
All right, catch us next week podcasting live from Westworld. We're going to go <laughs> be out in Shogun World while you when guys I, are out in wherever else. If I had to pick a movie, though, from when I was little, I'd been like, Willy Wonka on this. I've that's got, actually, I've got, that's got to be number little, one. I would have right? wanted to be there, for sure. Although, as an adult, would you still want to go, knowing that it's kind of creepy now, no, as I think about it? As you go older? No. You could die. You could fall I into know, the chocolate river. Yeah, but just don't be, in, don't be an unvirtuous idiot, and you'll be fine. All children <laughs> like are unvirtuous idiots. Not Charlie Bucket. Charlie was raise raised poor. Right. Raise them poor. That's he was right. raised right, yeah. <laughs> right. That's right, kid. Raise your kids right. Raise them poor. Even if you have money, just don't give them anything. Don't tell the kids Don't, don't tell them it. that you have money. Keep it all for yourself. Yeah, Heather, that's what you should do. Just tell Kaz that you're Amish or tell him you're poor and just be yeah. like, oh, we can't get you an iPad. We don't, we're poor. Can't folks. get you anything. Yeah. yeah. You get nothing. And then when he's old enough to realize that you have money, like, no, but we raised you yeah. to, to respect. Yeah. And then the character. Yeah. All right, that's it, folks. There you go. Thanks. Thanks for the parenting advice. Tune in next week for more parenting tips. <laughs> Tune in this more week for more Keep your child poor and hungry. <laughs> uh, follow Heather at Heather Waz. One, follow Kevin underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me uh, at SF Doom. Or just follow the show at Uticast. Uh, on Twitter, we're also on Facebook, SoundCloud, Android, Apple Podcasts. We're taking over the web. Sign our humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Uh, we will sex you. See, yeah, we will. Ah, we will see you next week. I will not sex Maybe. you at all unless you hit me up on Please, Tinder. So you've been on Maybe. Tinder. Yeah, I'm on Tinder too much. Uh, we will see you, you can't stop next. Sexting week uh, and maybe we'll have some information about what happened with Trump and Utica maybe something crazy happened who knows we'll find out in maybe a few hours sexed him maybe, I, maybe he's hey, who's this guy oh, no. nice beard I'll get a swipe couple right. see you next week swipe right <laughs> alright I'll see you guys later